This show is brought to you by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. In this app is fantasy player cards with every single fantasy viable stat, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, who to draft tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every stat and advanced stat you need, including stats you can only find at Brodo Fantasy that are proven winning stats, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup ranking. All this and more is available right now for free. All you have to do is go to anywhere you download apps and type in Fantasy Football by Brodo, and you just download it and become your own expert. Dominate your fantasy leagues with the only tool you need today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Patrop, and it is week two, and I am joined by my brother, Michael Patropoulos, and my brother from another mother, Matt Ward, of course, the, the the co-founder and the man the the man the myth the legend Michael and the uh, head writer of the of BrotoFantasy.com. What's up, fellas? You ready to get into week two? Oh yeah, I'm back, baby. I'm back. Yeah, let's get it. Michael, how's Vegas? And we are bringing Doug back. Yeah, Michael, how's oh, Vegas, bro? Vegas. I'm singing the Hangover, and I just came back from Vegas. Vegas was dope. Um, Matt, I don't know if I, I did not tell you, but I was very uh. The blackjack tables were kind to me, so that was fun. Michael came nice. home with a stack. Nice. Michael came home with a stack. Yeah. Don't let him fool you. Fat he came home stack. with a stack, a fat stack. He was <laughs> playing. He was playing high stakes. He was telling me how much he was putting on the hand. And I'm like, you are a fucking wild animal. Once I was up, I was only been bigger once I got up. But That's, anywho, yeah. yeah. The blackjack I, like, tables rah. were kind. The FFPC events were a, a great time as always, and great always. food and such. I was there with the. Jason, Jason also came, and one of my friends, Kevin, came Fire. as well. It was, it was great. We got our first football game this weekend too. I'm, I'm hyped. I've been, I've been in the gym. I've been hitting the gym yep. at 7 a.m. every single morning. I hit my school's gym before I get to first you know, period. You, when Tim says we have football, he means our, our football team that we yes. play on together. <laughs> Kevin. Yes. Kevin, who came with me to Vegas, was like, you know what's fire? We kind of have like two week ones because week one. We were in Vegas, and now we come back to, like, sitting on our couch for the first time and playing football in the morning. And I was like, yo, you're right. Let's go. We got to do this all the time. <laughs> uh, you do do this all the time. That's why you always miss week one. But Michael's nah, back. I typically come back on Saturday night. Michael I, Michael was telling me – Michael always, when he listens to the episode he's not on, He all, the first thing he says was, oh, my God, I can't believe when you said X, Y, Z. I wanted to kill you. But I got to say, we had some good-ass calls. Kareem Hunt, Jahan Dotson. I mean, I had some good ass calls. I don't know about you. What? Hey, what did I? What did I say? <laughs> I was. I was. My calls were on on point. Oh, no, your your Hunt Hunt was on point. I mean, so the, the two that I missed are probably the most important, which were the fucking um, Grand Slam smashes of the week, and I, I was definitely missed the eight ball on Kamara and Henry um, in those spots. But man, I was I was rolling hot. I was rolling hot in week one. All right, uh, so let's get into uh, the hot week two. Michael's into it. Uh, if you don't know, because there was a there was a a problem with the technology and the RSS feed 
whatever if you guys know the, the behind the scenes terms didn't upload to apple so none of the apple listeners got this if you're listening on apple right now thank you for sticking with us um we're doing a little bit of a new format we're doing categories this year that's because everything that we used to do where we talked about every single fantasy viable player was completely awesome uh, but it was the only way that we could do it. Now we have the app, the Fantasy Football by Broto app. If you don't have it, download it. It is everything that you need to dominate fantasy football. Become your own expert. Like, you should listen to what we're saying. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, forget what we're saying. You you go by what you're... It should be what you were doing. We're just giving you the... We're just giving you our interpretation, and we're giving you the facts. You should make the decisions, and the Fantasy Football by Broto app helps you do that. And, you know, now that we have that... There's no need to go over every player, so we're going to we're gonna be even more in-depth and highlight the players that we really want to highlight. And for the patrons over at Patreon.com, again, Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy, if you want to join, support the show, and get the extras, they get their start-sit questions done on the show, which is, you know, who, who wouldn't want to listen to someone break down their start-sit question, uh, right? Uh, for as little as $3 a month, you have access to this. And, um, and we have the Ultimate League. Don't forget the Unlimited League. Excuse me. The Unlimited League is the crazy eight-player, two super flex, all flex league, 16 teams, 32, uh, 16 teams in each division, 32 teams in all, one crown champion. And we're going to go over last week and uh, the standings and, and highlight some matchups uh, that are juicy going into this week. So with that being said, uh, the first thing we have to get into in these categories is always, always always the news i feel like the news is the, the most important part of the show because we got to keep you updated on everything that's going on and and everyone knows this already if you've been listening to brodo you you know this i don't have to tell you but when brodo reads the news we read the news after donny h says we can so donny h let us have it those stories and more in just two minutes stay with us thanks for joining us this half hour i'm don harrison around the world in 30 minutes this is Headline News. Oh, good old Donny H. Nothing Yo. gets you going like Donny H on a weekday. Tim, Donny H is the man, so he calmed me down a little bit. But don't you dare ever say the news and notes is the most important of the episode when we're about to spit hot fire for the next, like, hour plus. Yeah, that's true. We're about to piss. But I think getting our opinions on the news. No, I'll slap you up. I'll slap <laughs> you up, Tim. You don't want Please that. Please don't slap me up. I, I'm just, just going to say this. Choose My, a side, Matt. Every I request you must choose a side. <laughs> of what? Oh, I mean, news and notes are, are the backbone of uh, the weekly fantasy, but the bars that we spit there you go. are much more important. You know, but sometimes, but, all right, fine. But sometimes on an album, you know, the intro is the most important song, even if it's not the best song. So what's the... Uh, That's not true, oh, and I would, kinda... I would argue that forever. What? That, that, the intro is not the most important you're song? You're talking about like the, the song that's just the interlude? No, wait. No, nah, no, nah, not the interlude, the intro. Maybe the first song. Man, how long is this guy spending on the intro? How's he working like he got a twin, though? All right, let's get into it. Let's get into this news, though. Um, I'm a, a twin. Uh, a Bro, little... I was getting... I'm sorry, but me and Jay oh, were yeah, getting yeah, ID'd yeah. at the blackjack tables, and every single fucking blackjack dealer was like twins and just stared at us for like 20 seconds I'm like come on bro i'm just trying to play some blackjack uh good story bro you I should tell it at parties you split each other's hands oh someone just dropped the mic who dropped the mic matt, <laughs> matt. dropped his whole computer and everything just flat straight backwards down goes matt I saw, I saw his ceiling for the first time <laughs> all right it's, uh, it's a nice ceiling 
Look, did Jeff, I, by the way, obviously, you know, if, you're, if you've are if you been listening, if you're first time here, thank you for coming. But if you know, we watch the Thursday night game while we're recording this. Uh, and if we, you want to hear the Thursday night excited. preview, we do. That's it's an extra episode on Patreon. Another reason to join Patreon. Um, but they just showed uh, Roger Goodell and Jeff Bezos watching the game from like the the top of whatever. And they look like evil villains in their lair. Like they look like evil. They look like evil villains, like ready to to take over the world. That's what. Oh, Curtis Martin is next to them. That's pretty cool. Uh, Curtis Martin gives it a little lighter touch. All right, All let, right move on to him. Yeah, let's get into the <laughs> let's get into the player news. So news and notes. Zach, Zach Ertz looks like he's going to play, upgraded to full. Uh, thank God uh, for that. For the Cardinals' offense, they looked completely shitty, and uh, they need all the help they can get. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cardinals' offense a little bit more later. Um, but good news yep. for Zach. Uh, let's get into Alan Lazard. Limited in Thursday's practice. I it, it it's going to be important to see what he does tomorrow. So again, at Broto Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, or patreon.com to join the discord and have access to us all the time. Um, but his Friday, if he remains, if he remains limited on Friday, you guys suiting him up to go or what are you doing? I'm probably going to wait and see with Alan Lazard still. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't roster he's... much of him anyway, but I, I would like to see him play a week and see how those targets are allocated because everybody essentially got a similar target share uh, with Robert Tunyon being the leader and the most like, I, I actually AJ Dillon, I think had six and Tunyon had five, but Tunyon outside of the backfield members um, led all pass catchers and targets. So it seems I mean, like a familiarity why... thing. And I think that... obviously Lazard is the most familiar. Yeah, that's why I'd probably just fire up Lazard because week one was trash. Aaron Rodgers might just be like, screw this and start throwing out Lazard more. That's how I'm feeling. Now, I, I might be a little biased because I roster Alan Lazard in maybe every league that I have. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah. I think that I think I'm going to wait and see. I think I'd like to see him in this matchup. We'll, we'll get to Alan Lazard in that matchup later. Let's go to J.K. Dobbins. This is good news. Full participant in practice Thursday. Full participant Twice. in practice Wednesday. Um, man, it, it looks like J.K. Dobbins is coming back. Michael, if, if you have J.K. Dobbins, you are you waiting or are you firing him up right away? Uh, I think he's going to be more of a flex play this week. Maybe count on 10 to 15 touches. I think it's going to be uh, tough to really trust him. He's probably going to be touchdown dependent. Um, and running backs on that team don't score many touchdowns to begin with. This would definitely be a uh, wait-and-see approach for me in most leagues, depending on your roster, because um, if you're in shallower leagues, I'm sure you could find someone on the wire or on your bench who probably has a little bit more upside this uh, this week. Because I mean, he just missed the entire season. He just missed week one after saying that he thinks he'd be able to play and things of that sort. So I'd uh, I'd hold out a little bit longer if I could. Matt, are you feeling the same way? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Uh, I I would play J.K. Dobbins if I was like I, I he's like like I think Michael said like he's I a mean fle- I'm gonna he's play a, him yeah he's a I flex think play is a flex yeah yeah if you if you don't have a how about this Damian Williams or J.K. Dobbins I mean not Damian Williams uh, Damian Harris Dobbins Michael uh, it's it's tough what about Ramondre Stevenson Ramondre because Montgomery hit IR yeah what, uh, that's exactly what I was just about to say what about Naheem Hines. I go Dobbins. Hines. Okay. So they obviously that he's in that realm of, that, that's of a different, player. That's kind of a different story though, because of the matchup that they're both they're about to face, which we'll get into as well. Uh let's uh, talk Taylor about the same pass catching work though last week, so I'm not super high on Hines. Let's get to I don't know. let's let's keep it on the Colts, but let's get to the next headline. Michael Pittman did not participate in Thursday's practice. This one came out of nowhere. I don't remember hearing anything about a Michael Pittman injury. Um this one's concerning. Uh if Michael Pittman doesn't play Limited and then didn't practice. So, like, he's That's stepping bad. back. 
yeah, yeah. He was limited, and then the next day, not at all. So yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah, who are you? Not, who are you pivoting to? Who are you pivoting to? I mean, that's a that that's something that you need to monitor. Absolutely. Um, part of that reason is why I was kind of scoffing at Mike not being into Hines because he was second on the team in targets with mm. Pittman. I mean, yeah. Um, if if Pittman's out, and I know, I know, definitely like, gets a bump up. I, that's kind of another thing too. Is like Taylor had like thirty six touches, and Heim Heen or Hines still saw eight targets. So I'm 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 kind I like it. Like I'm not that mad at um, flexing him out this week against the Texans. Uh, George Kittle absent from practice again. Or the Jaguars, uh, rather. Uh, not good. Man, yeah. Again, not good. It sucks yeah. that George Kittle is this injury prone. Um, this one is a little bit uh, DeAndre Swift popped up on the injury report, but he's but he's expect, expected to play on Sunday. Is what, he, didn't he miss practice two days in a row? Uh, he's ex- it says expected even Limited with the missed According to Pro Football Network, even with the missed practices, the tenure all week has been one of optimism for Swift. Oh, he missed. Up. I thought he was just limited. No, okay. he missed both. That's days a little more, uh, a little more. Concerning, I guess right? something that you should keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't fully participate in Friday, that might be something that he's downplaying, which is a bigger deal than we realize, at least for his availability in week two. Jamal Williams would be a probably a Jamal top, Williams already top is. 20, so yeah, top yeah, twenty absolutely. running back for me if Swift were ruled out. Top twenty, easy. Yeah, yeah you might you yeah, might talk top fifteen 100%. at that point. Um, yep. Looks like Najee Harris is going to go. Didn't look good, but he was a full participant in Thursday's yeah. practice. Uh, do you expect him to workhorse it? No, but I I'd pick know. up a Jalen Warren a week in advance just in For case. Free. Yeah, I agree with Matt. Because, yeah. I mean, yo, this guy, he looked terrible week one, if we're being honest. If he didn't catch that one-yard walk-in touchdown, he would have he been screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got hurt. It looked it looked bad, bro. He was down and just gra- holding on to his leg for a while. Um, so I'm not – I don't know. It seems odd that they're just like, oh, he's fine. So we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, Najee Harris is someone I already didn't like. People are probably forced to start him because, you know, he was a first or second round pick. But um, if I could pivot to, like, a Cordero Patterson or something like that, I probably would. Huh. Interesting. So you – to Cordero Patterson. Okay. I, I don't know about Cordero Patterson. I mean, people were week. drafting Najee in the first round against our um, yeah. advice in the first place. But, yeah, yeah I mean – I have zero I think Najee. he's going to take us. St- a a big step back um, with because here's the thing is Najee was always volume dependent, incredibly inefficient, but got just this insane, you know, number one opportunity share worth of volume in the NFL Um, and injury playing or not, he is injured. And that means reduced volume. And I mean, you already saw Jalen Warren come in and take his snaps away right away after the injury. So it definitely one of those things where I'm not super comfortable starting Najee, over somebody, yeah, I think Cordell Patterson is actually a good barometer there. Uh, Alvin Kamara did not practice, practice Thursday, and he was limited on Wednesday. So again, another backtrack. Oh not good. Not good news. There's no way around it. And, and didn't play like the entire second half of the Falcons game. And I think it's important to note that they signed Latavius Murray. So when Back they, yet. so when you, the, the when you have like a, a transaction like that. That's a good indication more than the words are that the coach says or what the player says. Uh, if they're making a transaction, then something's going on. But Mark Ingram is also injured. So Did it? maybe they're doing it for they're Mark Ingram. They're going to regret cutting Abram Smith so much. <laughs> I swear. Didn't, they also, uh, didn't the Lions also activate a running back? I thought I saw that, which would be concerning for Swift as well. 
Um, w- let's see if we go down the news and uh, run into the Lions' new running back. I, I, yes, they they uh, activated Justin Jackson. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. not yes. ideal. From the practice Oh, I, I forgot. I, I mean, I, yeah, I forgot that they moved him to the practice squad because of the weird um, 53-man roster rules that the NFL adapted after COVID. Because Justin Jackson was on the active roster for a while, and then they just, you can like, yeah. He's back so, now. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I always think Justin Jackson was a good, solid pickup for that team. Um, and I think he's going to have a bigger role than people realize down the stretch. Uh, T. Higgins. Uh, missed Bengals practice, but it says for personal reasons, according to Jay Morrison. Yeah, but he's Twitter. in concussion protocol. Yeah, he, he is. But he, I but saw that too. He, he is in concussion protocol too. It's They're definitely downplaying that. He was I'm limited like 90, on Wednesday though. I'm like 90% sure he cleared concussion protocol. I don't think so because you still need a – don't you need a third-party doctor at the same time? I don't like. I don't know if he's gone through the entire process. Uh, it says he's still working his way through concussion protocol, but he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's exactly. passed all the steps so far. Yeah, I think that's what you're right. But you need a but player. you need a third party doctor to clear him. Like it has to be somebody that doesn't work for the NFL. Uh, Leonard Fournette practiced on Thursday. Thank God, because the Buccaneers are dropping like flies. Uh, none of their wide receivers practice. Julio Jones didn't practice. Uh, Mike Evans didn't practice. Uh, Leonard Fournette Leonard Fournette practiced. But they had Godwin no is already listed as out. For Gage didn't practice. Godwin's already out. Yeah. Like they they didn't have any wide receivers like on the field. So Rashad well, White stocks. Hmm, Rashad, what you could think about it? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Rashad White stocks. <laughs> Rashad White socks. Michael, Richie clean shoes. You're not a father yet. You cannot be making things like that. I can do what I want. Uh, Mac Jones did not practice Thursday uh, because of hurt feelings. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Back spasms, right? Illness. Back spasms, yeah. No, no, it says illness here. Now being sidelined with an illness, according uh, to NBC Sports Edge. So, illness. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. uh, Some people are concerned about Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to say probably don't be concerned. But Ben McAdoo said, we got to get the ball in his hands. Ben McAdoo with the going, facing the Giants, his old team. I would put the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands. By the way, this is just my uh, weekly reason to say, um, what happened on Sunday that made you think Baker Mayfield was a better quarterback than Sam Darnold? Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. All right. uh, Looks like TJ Watt also. Everything. It could could play um, this season. So that's good news. I think we're done with the news and notes. All right. I think we we did we did good. We did good time here. Seventeen minutes we're at, Michael. You'd be proud of us. You are are you proud of us? Eh, you better. You know, you uh, you, uh, you could do better. But see, Michael's never Michael's oh, never my. happy with his with the with anything. Michael's just not his happy. Bar is too high. <laughs> All right. Um, the technical difficulties continue. We're gonna have the the sound drops next week. I hope. Fingers crossed. But for now, we'll do. This way, tear breakers up. <laughs> so, if you weren't here last week, if you're an Apple listener, uh, tear breakers up, tear breaker down. These are two categories, two separate categories. We each got two guys who are going to go above their tier this week. So, if they're usually a wide receiver two, they'd be a wide receiver one, etc., something like that. And two guys that are going to fall below uh, their tiers. Uh, then we're going to get into our matchup of the week, the game that we are targeting that we want to see. Then our Grand Slam Smash of the Week, guys that will win you your week with big weeks this week. Uh, the bench warmer of the week, a guy that's usually a, ple- a, a start at, at the very least, 
what you are keeping on your bench. Uh, your diamond in the rough, which is a sleeper, streaming quarterback, and tight end. And then we have the Patreon start sick questions and the unlimited recap. So let's get into the uh, tier breaker up. Matt, why don't you start us off with your first guy who's going to break through and do better than expected? I mean, I think a lot of people are overlooking his week one peripherals and and, and uh, discounting how good Rashad Bateman actually is. He led the receiving room with five targets. It was a low volume passing offense, but they still passed more than they ran, which was something that I think is a upward pointing sign for the trajectory of the Ravens offense in general. Um, he only caught two of 59 for one touchdown, um, but he led the team in route participation and snap percentage uh, yards per reception, yards per target. I think Bateman is the de facto wide receiver one. Uh, people are overreacting to Devin Duvernay because he caught two touchdowns. But like I was talking about in the week one preview, he was going to get that sauce Gardner shadow, which he did, and he still performed well. And And I think Gardner, even as a rookie, is a phenomenal, phenomenal cover corner. So We're going to get into Bateman's sauce good. later in this episode. I'll tell you that. Bateman's going to get a little bit of an easier matchup with the Dolphins here. And, and, and um, you know, I, I, I really like – that game in general, the Dolphins are a fast team, man, and they looked really good against the Patriots. Um, I think that's a sneaky game to play the over on. And yeah, yeah, I'm into Bateman exceeding his low wide receiver two threshold right now and do a high end wide receiver two. I like that. I like I like Bateman into the I, I, I think that he's going to be like Marquise Brown, not last year, but at the end of two years ago where he became like a quality wide receiver two for the last eight weeks of the season. I think that he Bateman could be that. Cause I don't think he's as talented as Hollywood, but he's going to get the, the chances, man. Devin Duvernay, he got the, he did get, like you said, he got it, but I don't think that he's a target monster or anything like that. That's going to take a lot away from Bateman. No, and it was on Duvernay was on, was on three targets, right? Or, or right, two exactly. targets. Actually he caught both of his targets for, for touchdowns. So it, that was Obviously, you can chalk that up to unlucky variance in that department. And Bateman caught one of those touchdowns as well. So, yeah. Michael, who's your first uh, tear breaker up? Uh, my first tear breaker up is a name I mentioned earlier on this episode already. Wow. Cordero Patterson. Look, uh, Damien Williams got hurt last week and left the game early. And he looked poised to get some real action in that backfield. Um, but once he went down, Cordero Patterson, it was a Cordero Patterson show. And he did everything he could. Um, to prove to the coaching staff that he deserves the touches. He ended up with 65% of the snaps, 85% of the carries, and a 15% target share, which is uh, very nice for a running back. 22 rush attempts, 120 rushing yards, rushing touchdown, and three receptions against for 16 yards on five targets against the Saints. We talked about this on the Monday recap episode. If you didn't listen to it, the Saints are known for just not letting running backs go over 100 yards against them. And Cordero Patterson did it in week one of this year. Um and this week he gets the L.A. Rams. And while, while that may not be the best matchup on paper, this game has shootout potential. If Atlanta's able uh, if Atlanta's able to keep up with the scoring for the Rams, then they get to play their offense and Patterson will get rush attempts. If they fall behind, then they get to use their running back wide receiver hybrid Cordero Patterson in the passing game. So either way, Cordero Patterson should be highly involved in this game. And I think he has some uh, some RB1 upside, really, wow. if, uh, if all goes right. I think Agree. with Patterson, it's... It's, I think it's dependent on if Damian Williams. I know it might sound foolish, but I think Damian Williams getting hurt no, I mean, had I, a lot to I do did, with Patterson uh, playing as much as he did. Yeah, yeah he, he he looked like he was going to get a lot of touches. But Patterson also, like if if you were the Falcons coaching staff and you saw the way Patterson played, you True. might say like, oh, maybe uh, 
maybe this guy should get more touches and Damien Williams could be more of a spell back in week two if it, he does return. This is kind of like a replay of last year to the to the exact. Like the, it was the the veteran like journeyman running back who was the starter who was supposed to get touches who uh, like got a little injured in week one and then Cordell Patterson took over and then took over the job. I think that's like the exact storyline of last year that could yeah, play it, out it's, it, again this year. It's incredible to me that at 31 years old, Corderell Patterson right? just suddenly discovered he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Yo, <laughs> like, yo, it's I mean, glorious. and, and the glorious. Falcons are going to get get. It's it's Arthur it, Smith, though, man. He looks not, like, like Corderell Patterson's who's six, two and two twenty. And he just goes, that guy runs the football. Nah, Bill Belichick did that. Don't forget when Corderell Patterson was a running back for oh, the Patriots. No, no, no. He did not, not start not like this. Yeah, no, no not he didn't. Like he didn't. He Legit started the idea. Didn't unlock him like this. He didn't unlock him. Nah, no, man. but he. Stop it. Patterson had good games with the Patriots, bro. If you, Bill well, Belichick if you really gets enough it, praise, the Bears yeah. unlocked the idea. Nah. Yeah, Bill Belichick gets nah. enough praise. The he, Bears, he you're, and you're going to give Matt Nagy that credit? Nah, the Bears <laughs> did what the Bears, Bears were building on Belichick. Bill, Bears build Vikings on Belichick. We are out here alliterating. All right, I'm going to go into. Yours my tear breaker, tear breaker up. I'm gonna tell you what, man. I live by the code. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The entire offseason, well, almost the entire offseason, after Michael apparently what he says clicked it in my head. Uh I told you get Kareem Hunt. Get Kareem Hunt. It just doesn't make sense that he was RB31. It doesn't make any sense. Get him on your team. And then I told I called him my tear breaker up last week. And I'm calling in my tearbreaker up again this week. Somehow, the expert consensus has him uh, as a low-end RB2, and I think that's ridiculous. The Jets were one of the worst teams against the run last season. They allowed people to pass on them. They allowed people to run on them. And Jacoby Myers is still the running back. I mean, the quarterback. Jacoby Brissett, bro. Jacoby Brissett. What did I I say? Jacoby Myers. He would probably be the better quarterback because Jacoby Brissett (laughs) sucks. And we're go- and he's not even the worst quarterback in football. The worst starting quarterback right now in football is on the other end, Joe Flacco. This game is going to be horrible, and they're just going to run the ball over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm gonna and later when I give you my sits, I'm gonna talk about exactly why I think the passing game won't be effective for the Browns. But I'm gonna tell you this right now: I think both of these running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, could be RB ones this week. I don't think that's a stretch. I think it's almost a guarantee. So I'm calling. I'm calling again. Start Kareem Hunt. Start him. Make it. Make it happen. If you can. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, bet second guy. This one's going to be a little bit dependent on if he even. It's looking like their their wide receiver room is trending up. Uh, Sands, Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers. So it's Julio Jones, man. I, I was actually quite impressed, and, and Julio had a little flash of old in him. And being in the wide receiver three tier in like uh, an ECR of wide receiver forty, I think he's going to heavily outperform that, and people are going to start valuing um, Julio Jones where he should be. Yeah, I know. I corrected it for you. It's it's been uh, my whole life. You know, I I, 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 I try you, to enunciate my J's. Do you not? Um, <laughs> you don't do it. On, you don't do it on purpose. I you know, of course. Oh, I. okay, okay, good. <laughs> but you always laugh at it every time. It's, I know it's, it's just like, so strange. Like, he's my Julio. <laughs> um, I mean, I could, you could call him Quintoris if you'd like as well. But okay, that's fire. Um, that's his first name. But yeah, that's his real name, yeah, man. It's yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, go ahead. Keep, anyway, keep it, it's going. it's it's Julio up, man, and um. 
I, I honestly believe that the Saints are still melding as a defense. Um, Lattimore is going to get the Mike Evans shadow because that is his number one career matchup. Uh, he just dominates all coverage grades against Mike Evans and like specifically what he's built to do because they face each other two times a, a year. Um, and yeah, he earned five targets for an 18 and a half percent share on 32 offensive snaps, which was 52% of the snaps. Um, the Bucks kind of struggled low key to move the ball against the Cowboys. And I think they're going to have a little bit of an easier time against the saints. And as we saw too, like the saints can keep up, the saints can score and they've had really, really good offenses, offensive games, and obviously defensive games against the Bucks in the past and specifically Tom Brady over the last two seasons. But this is a situation where I think the overlooked player here is the old savvy vet that is going to be drawing bad coverage or well good for him but tough coverage matchups for the you know they don't have chauncey gardner there anymore and it's a new kind of cornerback room and Lattimore immediately draws the shadow so i I really like jones here i i think that's a sneaky play and i think after this week and the performance that we saw last week and people are going to start valuing him properly you know chauncey gardner johnson being traded was one of the weirder things that happened right before the season started what did he? He just didn't. He just stopped. Dennis talking. Allen hasn't liked him for a long yeah, time. Dennis he, Allen was vocal about him after the Mike Mike Thomas fight. Um, and Dennis Allen became the head coach, and it was like, ah, oh, right on, right. Um, and he took the first opportunity he came, did. So they had a, a a dispute in the locker room again, and a, a contract negotiation thing. So boom, there you go. Yeah, he didn't. I, talk I think to Dennis the, Allen wanted that kid out for a while. He didn't talk to the coaching staff for two days. That's that's wild. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> he is like one of the top five, like. Like nickel oh, corners be, in the league. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he might be in, maybe in the best the short list of. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's like, incredible, man. It's, he's uh... really and and him and Lattimore really stood that defense up. Now that's a longer conversation for a different day. But regardless, with the, those holes that you know that he is left behind in that defense, where he can roam, where Lattimore plays whatever um, Mike Evans matchup esque is. Um, yeah, I think it's because Russell Gage really didn't get used that much at all um we know that godwin's not going to play they didn't use their tight ends at all either which was really interesting they're you know other than you know patterson and mike sanders that or miles sanders that one time the saints are really good at stopping the run and fournette's been hurt all week as well so it i think the bucks are going to try to move the ball um short yardage passes and let's give julio a shot here i like it i like it too michael who's your next guy uh, my next guy may not be the best matchup on paper, but look, Chase Edmonds in week one, uh, not not the best week one, uh, just 25 rushing yards on 12 attempts. But um, that was against a stout New England defense. He still played 63% of the snaps and his bread and butter. He went for for 40 through the air. Now he gets a Baltimore Ravens this week and the Baltimore Ravens just allowed Jets running backs to go 16 for 83 on the ground. Um, and then, of course, 19 total targets for Brees Hall and Michael Carter, 13 receptions and 78 yards through the air. Obviously, the Jets were playing from behind. They threw 59 times, and Joe Flacco was dumping it off a bunch. But two is not afraid to dump the ball off either, um, and Chase Edmonds is already a pretty strong receiver. The secondary in Baltimore is pretty solid. I think Chase Edmonds is going to be utilized early and often. He's a strong RB2 and has a chance to be an RB1 this week if uh, if he's able to scores first Miami Dolphins touchdown interesting I don't know if I like that one I don't know if I like that that one I kind of do I kind of do specifically because of a interview that I saw to a give this week which was drastically hilarious I got um, t- I got yeah t- he 
Go ahead, he said, go ahead. Uh, I'm not the biggest guy, so if I can't see you and you can't see me, I can't throw you the ball. So he's like, so if you can't see me, get to a spot where you can see me, and I'll find you. So one guy that you can see all the time is Chase Edmonds out of the backfield. That's true. Uh, Oh, man. Tyreek Hill, by the way. Did you see what uh, one of the DBs that was playing him last week was just like, that man is the fastest man I've ever seen in my entire life. I had a five. Yeah, he still got it. Yeah, I had a, I had a five yard head start, and he just like blew by me. All right, um, it is Tim. My guy is also did not have the best week last week, but I'm call, counting on the bounce back. When you play in the monsoon, you get a do over. All right, you get a mulligan for the monsoon, and Trey Lance is going to murk the Seattle Seahawks. Merc, all right, taking it back to the days of the 90s uh, Queens, you know what I'm saying? They, he, they're going to, uh, let me tell you something, the f- most fraudulent team in the league right now is the Seattle Seahawks. They escaped that game by the skin of their teeth. They had two, the, like the, Broncos, the Broncos had two fumbles on the one. Two fumbles on the one. If they, if they put that in the end zone, it's a blowout. Broncos by two scores. It's a blowout, and probably and Geno Smith is is going. Oh, they didn't write me off. Whatever, fucking uh, what's his name? Pete Carroll's like, oh, this is a win for the system, blah, blah, blah. bro. They are going to get demolished next week by the by the Niners. Last week I had a um, I had a Freudian slip, and I said they're starting two rookie tackles against Nick Bosa and company. My fucking mind just was thinking ahead to this week that they are going to they are going to completely. Charles Cross played a good game. Don't get me wrong, but not he hasn't faced Nick Bosa. All right, he hasn't faced this this situation, and the 49ers are hungry. They just lost a game they should have won because of conditions they couldn't control. And on top of that, everyone's starting to say, "How much did you drop on Jeff Wilson, Michael?" I embarrassingly did not listen to the pod. I know Michael uh, was about get Jeff Wilson, but not don't I mean, don't blow I your mean, fab no, on him. Yeah, yeah, okay. right. So don't <laughs> blow your fab on him. One of the reasons why I support that that cause is because. I could I would bet my entire life savings if I could if I was a wild animal that Trey Lance would get more than 10 carries in this game. I think Trey Lance, Debo Samuel are going to be the replacements for Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson is going to be kind of like the the he's going to be splitting time. They're not going to hand the ball to Jeff Wilson 25 times. They're just not going to, that's not how you win football games. They're not going to do it. And I think it's going to be Debo and it's going to be Trey Lance. And I think Trey Lance rushing upside is outrageous in this game. I think that this is going to be a, a laugher. I think that the, the Niners are going to stomp the, the Seahawks this week. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm counting on Trey Lance to, to pounce back. And I, I just, real quick before we go on, I just have an honorable mention as well. The only reason I didn't use this guy is because I didn't want it to be the exact same thing two weeks in a row. Amon Ross St. Brown. According to Andy Holloway, one of only five receivers ever to have at least 10 targets and eight receptions in seven games straight. That is ridiculous, yo. Eight catches in seven games straight. Uh, he got another 31%. Yo, insane. Just this guy, just kids, he's, he's always open. So they're going to continue feeding the ball. Jared Goff has a great offensive line. It's great that, and it's, that's a great news for the slot receiver in Detroit. And he's a good slot receiver. Anyway, I've been talking for a long time. You guys on on board with Trey Lance? Yeah. Sure. I'm always on board with Trey Lance, man. All right. I mean, you know how I feel about Trey Lance. You guys you guys uh you guys sound very passionate 
uh, about Trey it's Lance true, over though. there. I mean, well, you covered it all, man. There's, there's a, I, all I can say is I agree. All right, let's go into our tier breakers down. I'm going to start this one. I know I've been talking, but it's just going to be a quick one because we already touched on Alvin Kamara. This was before I made this before the news broke. Already before he was injured, last season against Tampa Bay, running back 17, running back 51. So he's injured. He might not get as many carries, and he struggles against this team who completely shut down the Cowboys last week. Um, I think it's going to be a rough day for Alvin Kamara. So he's my first tier breaker down. Uh, Michael, who's your first tier breaker down? Uh, second tier breaker down, Tim. Um, what are you talking one about? Of my tier... Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. First, my one of my... Uh... I was thinking about my second. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to go. He just wants to go past it. He gives me shit all the time when I mess up. up. But now when he messes up, he just wants to go. Oh yeah, okay. Let's go. Let's go on. Suck it, Mike. My second tier breaker up was Chase Edmonds, um, which means someone in that offense is going to have to lose out on some points, right? And my tier breaker down is Jalen Waddle. Look, Jalen Waddle in Week One went four for sixty-nine and a touchdown on five targets. And there was a 50-yard touchdown mixed in there. I hate being the guy who says, like, what if he didn't score a 50-yard touchdown? Um, But what if, instead of what if he didn't score a 50-yard touchdown, what if one of the two defenders that just missed him when he split them actually made the tackle? It's a 25-yard reception. He doesn't find the end zone. He has four catches for 44 yards, and you're like, oh, damn, what a lame game out of Jalen Waddle. And look, I think it's, I thought it was silly the entire season, uh, the entire offseason when people were saying they think Jalen Waddle could be better than Tyreek Hill this year. And Tua apparently agreed with me because Terry Kill had a monstrous 36% target share and Jalen Waddle was at 15%. I'm not a huge Tua guy. I didn't think he had the ability to support both of them the entire season. Um, if Terry Kill, if week one's any indication, uh, Terry Kill is the guy that you want in that wide receiver core. So I'm fading uh, Jalen Waddle a bit this week. I agree with you. Jalen Model was my fade down until you sent your list before I could revise my list. He was the, he was my guy that I was I was lower on. Uh, Matt, how you feeling about the tear down? Sad but true, maybe. Yeah, I I mean I really like Jalen Waddle, and I think Tua looked what looked good. And I mean he did you know he did score that touchdown. So um, that's kind of the ability that Jalen Waddle has is he he can take. Uh, two yard target and bring it to the house for six. So yeah, I still like Jalen Waddle rest of the season, but tear down for the, for this week and probably undervalued going into week three. I agree. All right. Who's your, uh, who's your next guy? First guy. Uh, First guy. Well, yeah, the next guy Uh, it's, it's George Pickens. It's George Pickens of the Steelers. He's clearly behind Deontay Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermouth and Najee Harris in the opportunity share pecking order. He played 71% of the snaps. um, But if you look at the breakdown, more than half of those snaps were on run blocking plays, which is what, what he does, right? He's a great run blocker. That was one thing that was highlighted throughout the preseason and, and throughout his collegiate career as well is, is he likes to come off the the edge and blow people up that are expecting a go route. So um, he only had three targets. Reception, um, and that was a game where Trubisky actually was airing it out quite a bit. Uh, yeah. If, if you're valuing him as a flex play right now, he's somebody that I would definitely sit. And if you think he's unstartable, then next week he might be droppable because it's a tough matchup against the Patriots defense at home with a really low over under. Um, he's likely not going to be utilized in a consistent role unless there are injuries in the offense or, or he develops really quickly. So I think George Pickens is more of a back half of the season play if you're going to hold on to him. Um, and clearly, again, very much behind four other dudes when it comes to 
earning opportunities and earning valuable touches. And he didn't have any red zone routes. So that was also something interesting to watch out for. I'm with I'm with you, Matt. Just like I, I begrudgingly added George Pickens to my um we we did like a players to fade type segment on one of the episodes in the preseason, like a week before the season started. And I put George Pickens on that list because I was like, yo, out of nowhere this guy's going like the ninth round as if he doesn't have Mitchell Trubisky and a bunch of other wide receivers who are going to play ahead of him. Um, and I'm still, I'm, I like the prospect, but I agree. He's just not someone that I'm looking to utilize, at least right now. We'll see what happens in the future, but it doesn't really make much sense at the moment. It was interesting to see how they use Claypool, giving him six carries. A lot of rushes. Yeah, six Debo carries. Yeah. It's interesting. You, you wonder if that's going to be something that there catches a, on around the league this year. There was a Maybe. headline about that. A long, I mean, I guess it's not that long ago, but every day feels so long when you're waiting for the NFL to happen. But in the preseason um, that they were doing that, that 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 Claypool was playing a lot of wide back, quote unquote, and it was coming from their beat writers. And then nobody picked it up because he had such like a, a bad second season that people were just like, oh, whatever, the, 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 the LaVisco role, when really it might be a more uh, valuable Debo-esque role. Hmm. Interesting. Um, my second guy, I was going to go with Jalen Waddle, um, but I'm going to go a little bit off the, I'm going to go a little bit chalky here. Robert Woods at Buffalo. I think there's no way I'm starting Robert Woods in my lineups at Buffalo. Did not look good last week. It was actually rookie Kyle Phillips who hogged the targets. Nine targets, six catches. An interesting name. Michael, did you talk about Kyle Phillips on the on the waiver pot at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's an interesting ad in deeper leagues. Just, uh, just you know, a little, these things don't happen by accident, you know? So a little interesting ad there. Uh, But anyway, Robert Woods, not who I'm looking at. Um, The Bills were the toughest matchup in defensive points over average, a.k.a. uh, true matchup ranking uh, last season. And they did more of the same last week against the Rams. They completely befuddled the defending champs. And uh, the Titans are not the defending champs. That's for sure. So I think Robert Woods is a a fade this week. Mike Williams with a... Fucking touchdown catch and a half. Holy moly. Oh my god. Tim, goodness. I like that. I saw I like that pick though. I actually Mike Williams is reason, the man, bro. Mike Williams is the man. Uh, I don't really have Sorry. like anything to go on besides my gut on here. I feel like Traylon Burks has a big game. But huh. we'll see. Um I don't wanna like pull out all these like crazy stats and shit that, you know, people nitpick stats to make their guys seem better. I just have a gut feeling that Traylon Burks uh, plays well without Tredavious White there. He caught that on Les Snead, too. And, and you know, Snead has been quietly one of the best quarterbacks in the league over the past. And and I know this because he's on my IDP team, and he's just, he just makes plays. He's, and he made a – Mike Williams made a great play on him. Um, all right, let's get into the matchup of the week, the game you are targeting, Matt. No, Tim, tearbreaker. Oh, we still got the tear breakers. Okay, so now you can make all right now give it to me, Michael. Come on. I deserve it. You suck you suck at your job. It's my <laughs> turn. Go ahead, Mike. All right, I'll go. I'll, I'll make this one pretty quick. Look, it's Brandon Cooks. Um, I think the Broto listeners know how I feel about Brandon Cooks at this time. He's a volatile asset. Last year he was outside the top forty wide receivers in a third of his games. Um sure he's gonna end his wide receiver twenty overall in the season. That's all good and dandy. Um, but he's gonna have games where you just you can't really do much but be angry about it. Um, because Davis Mills is quarterback. Denver has a stout secondary. Um, I Although Davis Justin Mills Simmons Justin Simmons did just go down. That's a big loss. Correct. He's one of the better safeties Justin in the Simmons league. Is out. Whatever. I still think they'll be able to handle the Houston Texans. 
Um, even in a game against the Colts where the Texans offense thrived, I guess you could say, Brandon Cooks ended with like 11 half PPR fantasy points. So a mediocre game. Um, so I'm just, I think Cooks is going to be more of a flex type option uh, this week. I'm just not aboard the uh, the Brandon Cooks train. Matt, who is your second fade? I mean, we'll just say the entire Dallas Cowboys offense. Oh, um, okay. Specifically, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, being valued as a clear-cut RB1 all these seasons. I definitely think he's going to take a step back down to RB2 territory or further. I mean, there's just so many injuries on that offense. Dak, half the offensive line, um, splitting snaps with Pollard. Now Pollard's going to have to be utilized more as a receiver because of their receiving core being what it was. Um yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling super positive about Zeke moving forward. And he was somebody that I was buying pretty low on um, because he was incredibly undervalued as somebody um, that had, you know, just been on the number one scoring offense in the league and had the outlook of Dak and, and obviously the confidence of Jerry Jones to be utilized as a workhorse for at least one more season. And those even with that volume, things are looking pretty grim for that offense. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, I, I like it. Uh, that's, uh, I like it. There's not really more to say besides that. Um, that's all we got. Tough, mat- tough matchup too. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> tough matchup too. Man. The Bengals are, uh, no joke on defense. Uh, that's it. Right. Michael double checking. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's go to the matchup of the week. Um, this is the, Oh, hello phone in the background. Johnny's calling my parents right now, but a little a behind the scenes. Landline, folks. A little a behind, landline. Yeah, a little behind the scenes. There it is. Yeah, I got to keep going. I had to come to my parents' house today to record this because uh, Michael's Michael's girl has a little bit of sniffles, and uh, my my wife is pregnant, as you guys may know or may not know. If you don't know, surprise, my wife is pregnant. So we're just being uh, a little safe. So now that's a consequence of being in my parents' house. Is their landline? Um, their landline goes off. Anyway, uh, what's the matchup of the week that you are targeting? I'm going to start with this one. I'm targeting Arizona at Las Vegas. I, I like this game uh, to uh, narrative-ish, narrative-ish. Both of these, both of these uh, teams are like middle-of-the-pack teams uh, with offenses that have the ability to score with talented, talent on the offenses and subpar defenses. And I think... That combination usually goes for fireworks um, in, in games. And I think that Kyler Murray is trying to bounce back. I think Derek Carr, after throwing three interceptions, uh, wants to bounce back. And I think these defenses are the type of defenses that these mid, mid-range kind of quarterbacks take advantage of. Uh, I know I know, calling Kyler Murray a mid-range quarterback may sound blasphemous, but so far he's in just been a mid-range quarterback uh, for the majority of the time he's been on the field. He's been up and down. So... This, but this is the time he goes up. So I think that this is going to be one where there could be some fantasy points. I think A.J. Green is a sneaky start uh, in this game. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's the matchup I'm looking at here uh, for everyone except the Las Vegas running backs. I, I like everyone. I think I even, I'm even a little higher on James Conner than I usually am. I, I think that there's room, for, there's room for scoring in this game. Tim, you lack communication skills. You sent your list with this one blank. I filled mine in with Cardinals at Raiders, and then you go ahead and use Cardinals at Raiders as your matchup of the week. Your communi- your communication oh, skills are lacking. I think so. I was a communication. I was a communication minor. Why don't you? While you pivot, I shall uh, pivot Matt. here. I already got my. Oh, okay. I had one that I was going to choose otherwise. 
have some fun with it. Um, the Falcons and Rams, I think, have some sneaky Gross. upside there. I discussed it with Cordero Patterson. Um, Kyle Pitts has a chance here to bounce back after a pretty meh um, week one, to say the least. Uh, the Rams have huge bounce back ability here after an embarrassing loss to the to the Bills to start the season. So I think this game has a some firework potential, and uh, I, I want a piece of somebody in that game. Yo, Asante Samuel Jr. just picked off Patrick Mahomes. It may have uh, it may have hit the ground. He we'll bobbles see. it a little bit. I gotta say, my defense of the year call was uh, the Chargers this year. Usually, my defense of the year call is is on point, and so far, Patrick Mahomes. I just traded for Travis Kelsey. I have Patrick Mahomes. These guys are going to combine for like 14 points. I think that's a pick. Yo, Asante Samuel Jr., man. I, I love this kid. All right, Matt. Hit us. Hit us, baby. Uh, I break the, the Vikings and Eagles just for how many exciting uh, fantasy options there are. From top to bottom, I mean, you have Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith with A.J. Brown and, and Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders had a big game in week one and looks like he's actually getting some meaningful volume to go along with the efficiency that he's always touted. Uh, Adam Thielen's out there. You got, you know, some believers in Irv Smith, obviously Dalvin cook. Um, yeah, just, just a lot of fantasy assets that you feel comfortable starting and playing every week. So it's a game that I'm obviously going to monitor for those purposes. And, and one that I'm pretty exciting, excited about to hit some good scoring totals. All right. Uh, let's get into our next category. It is the grand slam matchup of the week but before we get into the grand slam matchup of the week we want to give you the advantage over the house and we want to give you that with no house advantage the sponsor of this segment no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning 150,000 in cash Woo! download the app to the cash homie that's straight cash download the app Choose a contest, select your props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Oof, the house is uh, just giving away money. Bet on your top five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with the promo code BRODO at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app at App Stores to get the first deposit match of $25. Make sure you check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. So we are trying to give you the house advantage here. So let's get into the first a Grand Slam smash of the week. Michael, who's your smash? My first Grand Slam smash of the week, I chose one guy who's like, uh, you know, you expect him to smash, and then one guy who may not be as obvious. But, look, I really, really like Dalvin Cook this week. Um, the Vikings' new new look offense looked pretty unstoppable against Green Bay. And while Jeff Justin Jefferson certainly, certainly stole the show, Cook had a solid game in his own right, 20 carries and uh, three um, receptions as well, even though he didn't uh, find the end zone. And now the Vikings get the Eagles, who just allowed DeAndre Swift to go over 160 rushing yards against them. Jamal Williams, two goal line TDs. This should be a high-paced, um, very fun game. Um, I think Dalvin Cook is – this is one of those games where you're like, let's go. This is why I drafted Dalvin Cook 28-plus PPR points. Ah, no interception on Santiago. But, Michael, you were right. I think you're right yep. here. This is the 
This is one of those. I think this has bounced yeah, back game. It's one of those. Why I was targeting this game so much. I think there's so many exciting fantasy options for this game on both sides of the ball. Uh, I hope this is the week the running backs redeem themselves. Because last week it was a wide. Re- every person who picked a wide receiver in the first round was happy. And every person who picked a running back was kind of sad. Um, all right. Matt, who's your first guy? Uh, it's Darren Waller. I mean, look at what Travis Kelsey just did to the Cardinals and the Cardinals and Raiders have the highest over under of the weekend slate post. So other than thir- the game that's happening right now, that's the highest over under projected. Wow. I didn't uh, even Cardinals know that. Lot- I didn't even know they were high. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, wow. So I just, all right, cool. Yeah, the, the Cardinals allowed Travis Kelsey to dog walk them like it was a day at the yeah. fun park. Concede, they, they conceded 121 yards on eight receptions and nine targets. Uh, and Darren Waller played pretty well against the Chargers, who were kind of actually watching Travis Kelsey struggle against. So, you know, that might be a little telling as well. Um, he ranked second on the team in receptions with four, uh, second on the team with yards, 79, and targets with six, despite Derek Carr hyper-targeting Devontae Adams with 17 targets and a loss. Uh, he's, yeah, he's the second read. He's clearly the second read. And when he's healthy, he is the guy that they're going to look to ahead of Renfro. Um, and he seems to be well ahead of him in this, the pecking order. Um, Renfro's kind of just a tertiary option now, and maybe even a fourth option behind Josh Jacobs. If you're looking at the running back room and Waller, I think in this matchup has tight end over one or tight end one overall upside. Uh, it's the most scintillating tight end matchup of the entire week in week two. So he's somebody that i Obviously, you're starting, and I think has weak winning upside. I like uh, it. Yeah, I like it too. Especially uh, if there's more focus on Devonte Adams after he was a uh, hyper targeted. There, week, there will was, be, which was mad fun. Agreed. That's why Devonte Adams is actually my most rostered uh, first round player because every time I had like pick ten through twelve, I just choose Devonte Adams, and week one uh, certainly made me a little happier about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my first Grand Slam. All right, cover your ears, Brodo OGs. It's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon versus Ew. the Cowboys is a Grand Slam. I, I think that – I don't think this – I think that the big the big surprise, the big secret around the league that no one really wants to talk about is the Bengals are a slow offense. They were slow last week. They were slow last year. I think they're going to continue to be slow. Um, but it's the slowness that allows them to hit the big plays. So you take the good with the bad. And I think the slowness is going to pay off for Joe Mixon in this one because I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to move the ball at all. Like like Matt said, he's fading every single one of his Cowboys. I completely agree. Um, and they're not they're not going to be able to move the ball against this Bengals defense. And that will just leave the Bengals to run the clock out. Joe Mixon had incredible usage last week, uh, touched the ball more than anyone in the league. And I think this is going to be a, a run-the-clock-out kind of game. So uh, Joe Mixon... I think is going to get. I think the only thing standing in the way of Joe Mixon having a great game is if they play Samaji Pirine late in the game. And just so you know, Samaji Pirine is my super, super, super deep like, like sixteen man dynasty league play. I think that there's a shot that Sammy Samaji Pirine scores a touchdown this game, just because I think that it's it's just it's not going to be a a game that's going to be a fun like. It's it's going to be a slow game, and I think the running backs are gonna are gonna benefit from that. Um, Guys, Patrick Patrick Mahomes just uh, turned into Patrick Mahomes again, escaped the pocket and hit Justin Watson for a forty yard touchdown. Forty yard t- oh shit on third and ten. Yeah. I'm I'm a yeah. little behind you right Justin now. Watson. Justin Patrick Watson. Patrick being Patrick. But Tim, where's, I actually where's Juju? Joe Mixon was gonna yeah. I'm very disappointed in this game by Juju right now. I'm not gonna lie. 
But Tim, uh, Joe Mixon was actually going to be. I was considering him here, and then I saw you had him, so I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Yeah, I think Joe Mixon might be might move his way up my rankings to RB one. He's in the, he's in the top four right now, but he might he might sneak his way up to RB one by the end of the week. Um. All right, who's next? Michael, Matt. Uh, I'll go. Sure. sure. Um, my second and last Grand Slam smash of the week, along with Dalvin Cook, I'm going to Hollywood Brown. Um, oh. Look, the Cardinals I have been it. the Cardinals have been uh, the best team in the league for the last like several years um, to start the season under Cliff Kingsbury, and they got torched week one. Complete opposite of what we've seen from the Cardinals in in a week, and now they're they're just treat now everyone's treating them as if they're this just shit team. Like they're five and a half point underdogs against the Raiders. Are you kidding me right now? Five and a half point underdogs against the Raiders? Get out of here with that. And Hollywood Brown, look, we know he's a good wide receiver. The Raiders have a Swiss cheese secondary. Hollywood played 95% of snaps in week one. He only saw 16% of the targets against the Chiefs, but obviously we know it was a forgetful game, and the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs like to shut down opposing uh, weapons, like main weapons. So, look, we got the, the Raiders. None of those guys can keep up with Hollywood. I think the Cardinals are trying to make a statement here. Five-and-a-half-point underdogs, I think, is just... Is just embarrassing that line and uh, one of the highest, highest lines here in Vegas as well. Um, sign me up for a big Hollywood Brown week. Uh, Matt, who's your second? Uh, uh, by the way, I agree with Hollywood Brown completely. Um, in fact, uh, he was my original, he was my original guy here too until Michael Tot got him and I had to pivot. So he was my original guy. Uh, so I, I'm all aboard uh, the Hollywood Brown train as well. Good, because the guy that I am smashing this week as my Grand Slam play is Kyler Murray. Somebody's got to deliver Hollywood those passes, and mm. it's going to be Kyler. Look, nice. I am naughty at all to give up on Kyler Murray after the Cardinals offense stuttered in week one. The entire team kind of looked out of sync, and it is a newer offense, but Kyler was the lone bright spot. He led the team in rushing, created his usual magic after being pressured in the pocket, found Hollywood for a touchdown. The Raiders, like Mike said, the Raiders are an absolutely exploitable team matchup in the secondary this is a huge bounce back narrative for kyler and the cardinals because of you know kind of just going to reiterate there it's they've always been hot to start out and you know maybe this is kind of good news for their closing lines towards the end of the season where kyler has usually uh stuttered towards the end of the season and come out hot maybe they're gonna find mid-season season form rather than needing a second wind um but th this is just a game that I really feel like Kyler is going to remind everybody why he is the player that he is, got the contract that he did. He's just a creator, and he can create magic, and it's going to be his and Hollywood's day. I just I can't believe they're five and a half point underdogs, man. I just I just find that so disrespectful. That's wild. The Raiders. Yeah, I don't understand that. I'm and I mean, they, the Cardinals that. weren't really effective running the ball except for Kyler, and they, you know, yeah. I. I do believe that if they're going to win this game, it's going to be the back on the back of Murray Magic. Um, I hope so because I have him in my home league, and I put up I put up 125 points in that league, which is a which is a high which is a high output with Kyler Murray and Austin Eckler sitting in the bed for me, and it was very disappointing. I could and I need Kyler Murray to bounce back. On a personal note, um, my Grand Slam smash. 
Again, I'm going back to back. I think that A.J. Brown is going to smash yet again. I, there's no reason to think that he won't. I think this Minnesota and Eagles game is going to be a back-and-forth kind of battle. Like, usually, like, these are two decent defenses. Don't get me wrong. This is not, like, great matchups. But these two teams are very equally matched. They're both on the come-up in the NFC. They're both trying to make a statement. They both have two good young minds um, running their offensives. They have good uh, good quarterbacks running their offensive, and they have great weapons. And I think that... You know, Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown. I don't think I, I – using Justin Jefferson for this segment is, is kind of cheating. But uh, A.J. Brown, I think uh, – I have him right now as my wide receiver five. Um, he's playing on Monday night, so he's one of those guys where if you're down 20 or if you're down like 16, uh, you know, let's say 20. I'm, I'm going on the limb. If you got down 20 and you got A.J. Brown, feel good about it because I think he has the opportunity to put up more than that. I think he can uh, really shine for the second game in a row. Uh, if you're not familiar with what happened last week – he got 40% of the targets, 40% of the targets. I repeat, 40% of the targets. Oh, a lot of and, targets. And the crazy part is he had the most He had the most yards in the first game by an Eagles player. I think he has the most yards. I think it was the most yards ever by a Eagles player in their first year, ever, ever, ever. And, like, not even first game, like, first year. So he's already setting Eagles records. And... It's just I just think that this game is going to have the game script that's going to support what you have. And you saw A.J. Brown be so efficient with a little targets in Tennessee. And now if he's getting hyper-targeted, the sky's the limit for this guy. I really think that um, it's going to be special uh, this year for A.J. Brown. So A.J. Brown is my Grand Slam smash of the week, number two. That's everybody, right? All right, let's yep. let's, ta- let's let's tone it down. All right, we go from grand slam to the exact opposite, the bench warmer of the week, the guy that we're like, hey, sit down, mother, mother. Uh, sit down, mother, mother. Like I don't, I, I don't want to say motherfucker. You know, and now mother, I said it now. Mother, mother, well, mother. You just did. You got, you get it. You get what I'm saying when I say mother, mother. You say mother lucker. Mother lucker. Matt, who's your first? Um, Bench warmer of the week. Well, I think you kind of stole this one from me, and I didn't have a contingency plan. So <laughs> it was a. Uh, I, I wrote in Robert Woods here, and I mean, I'm gonna maybe echo a little bit of what Tim said, but Woods did also lead the team in snaps, and he saw only two targets against a putrid Giants secondary. Uh, he was out targeted, outperformed by both Titans rookies wide receivers in Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips. Uh, Phillips is thriving as the underneath man. He's receiving the majority of the routes with the majority of the targets on passing plays. He had the highest um, target per route run on the team. And Woods now faces off against an incredibly tough Broncos secondary. Um, and yes, Justin Simmons may not play, but he's going to get the shadow of second year star corner, Patrick Sertain. Um, who did allow one big play against the Seahawks, but from a lockdown corner and can shut down an entire side of the field. So it's going to be tough goings for Robert Woods. And I think he's tear down. I think he's somebody that you shouldn't even start in your flex this week. There's got to be better options out there. I'm going to bench Michael. You know why I'm going to bench Michael? Because this kid always, every freaking week, says the same thing and never learns the lesson. Bro, I'm not plugged into the computer. I'm plugged into the recording device. You're plugged into the recording device. You're hearing me through the computer. That's why it doesn't sound clear. 
Yeah, Michael does this every does single every week. Are you still are every you week? Yes, we're live. I, people need to know uh, that you do this to me every <laughs> week. I'm trying to listen here, Matt. I'm trying to hear Matt. Michael's like, "Yo, Tim. Oh my God, you got a good, good, good. All right, dude. You want more behind the scenes. You Jesus. know what me and Matt do every week? Wait, 94 <laughs> minutes for Tim to finally get set up. <laughs> Yo, uh, I had a I had a decent excuse this time around. All right, this all right. Time. <laughs> so uh, listen, man, I'm Greek. I run on Greek time. Um, bench warmer of the week for me, Amari Cooper versus the Jets. I teased this a little bit um, before, but the Jets were horrible on offense last week. But one of the things that that kind of hid was the fact that the Jets defense had an extremely solid game. Outside of two big plays, the passing game for the Baltimore Ravens really was did. basically held in check. Uh, they only had 17 uh, – Lamar only had 17 yards on the ground. They, they only completed 57% of their passes. Baltimore, as a team, had 63 yards total on the ground. And both cornerbacks were graded in the top 12 overall, according to PFF. DJ Reed was graded as the, was awesome. the top corner of the week last week. And Sauce Gardner, on the other side, was, was ranked 12th overall, 13th in coverage, and not for nothing, if he didn't have just one rookie mistake communication error that cost him a big, big uh, gap, he could have been even better. He was doing, he was great. He just made that one huge mistake. Yeah, he sh- he he shut Bateman down effectively. To be honest, they both played great in they, the pass rush. Just the one touchdown. Yeah, the, the um, what's the rookie's name? I can't remember. Johnson Johnson is the last name. His first name I can't. Jermaine Johnson Jermaine. is a nightmare, bro. Bro, he's he played fucking phenomenal. So like, Johnson's a nightmare. I think that you're talking that was about Staley. Like you blowing that kid up. Yeah, man. So I think that the Jets defense is going to be a problem this year. I think that I think one of the things that hides that is the fact that you know they, they also their head coach is Robert Sala, who had a extremely good defense uh, with the Niners, and they've been building a Sala type team uh, for the last three years. And I think it's 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 paying off. But anyway, um, not to go over the, the, the Jets defense is the reason why I'm fading Amari Cooper because one thing that is for sure is that the Jets still can't stop the run uh, extremely effectively. I mean, they stopped it against Baltimore, but they were running Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis out there. So if I'm betting on anything, it's the Jets who were just completely porous against the run last week. Uh, you can't stop last year. Last year, excuse me. You can't stop Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt if you wanted to. And the passing game is going to be ineffective because you got these corners that are both playing out of their minds. Uh, and I just don't like Omari Cooper as a player when he's playing good corners. And and he's playing good corners this week. So um, I think I think because of what we talked about with Cream Hunt, I don't have to go any further. Amari Cooper is my sit of the week. I would not play him if I could. I hear you. Yeah, I agree. I never want to start Amari Cooper. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, who's your second one? Uh, my first one, actually. First one. This my one bad. is a uh, for the brand. This one is totally for the brand. Damian Pierce. Wait, why did Damian you turn Pierce. into a cowboy when you said that? <laughs> Damian Pierce played Ferda. nineteen. For the boys. Exactly. Pierce played nineteen snaps in Week One. Uh, Eleven rushes, thirty-three <laughs> rushing yards. He caught one pass. Compared to Rex Burkhead, who ran fourteen times for forty yards. Yes, it wasn't affected effective but yes it was him getting the touches five receptions 30 yards through the air rex burkhead was the number nine running back in snap percentage last week yuck even if we give damian pierce 40 percent number of the touches, one in overall snaps just absurd <laughs> yeah. even if we give pierce 40 percent of the touches in week two do we want that do we want a backup running back who isn't even the preferred pass catching option on a bad offense against a tough 
Denver defense? No. Exactly. Please do not <laughs> even come close to starting Damian Pierce this week. I beg you. Yo, yeah, I, I'm sorry if you fell for it and you spent the fourth or fifth round pick on him. Like we begged you not to. Shouldn't have. But just stick him on the damn bench. We're not trying to flex on you. Drop him. But we are flexing a little bit on you. If you were, if you did, and this is not the listeners because we know for a fact our page. It was always not- a bad pick at ADP. It was always a bad pick at ADP. Everybody yeah. trying to compare the Robinson situation in, in situations of pass of undrafted running backs or late round running backs like the you know Aaron Jones and, and Chase Edmonds performing well is forgot that you were getting those guys in the twentieth round, not in the fifth. Yeah, yeah. It's outliers our- are only good bets when they're cheap. Our patrons also were totally like not down with it. So like. Hopefully everyone listens to us. Let's join go. the Patreon. Yeah, join the Patreon. Let's go. Uh, did you do your first one yet, Matt? Yes, you did. So I'll do my first because you did, correct? Yeah, I did my first. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Robert Woods. So I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do my second. Then this one's gonna be. Uh, t- uh, this one's gonna be very simple. Noah Fant. Why he played less snaps than Will Disley? Yuck. Uh, there's no Yuck. reason to have Noah Fant on your roster. Get rid of him. Drop him. He's droppable. Uh, he's on my bench. Michael, who is your Who's your bench? Your second bench. Uh, my second bench player. Wow, the cheat. The Chargers just kicked out of the punted out of their own end zone to the thirty-five yard line. Oh Jeez Louise, goodness. they're starting the drive and field goal um, territory. Juju touchdown. Uh, CD Lamb. Um, again, similar to like Najee Harris, how I said I consider starting him for Cordero Patterson, even though he was a first round pick. CD Lamb ended up a first round pick in some drafts. With Dak Hurt, man, that royally screws all Cowboys. Like. Uh, like Matt said, he was his tear down was all Cowboys, and I don't blame him. Even last week with Dak healthy for the majority of the game, CD turned 11 targets into two catches for 20 yard, 29 yards, which is just, man, oh, man, really not good. And previous years, too, we've seen him struggle without Dak. Cooper Rush is just not it, as the cool kids say. He, he becomes just... A wide receiver, three flex, volatile option, in my opinion. He's played, CD has played 12 games without Dak in his career. So, almost a full season. It's three quarters of a NFL season. 4.25 reception average, 51 yards, and less than half a touchdown per game. Like, if he goes four for 50 in half PPR, you get seven points. And then you gotta hope, you gotta hope Cooper Rush could throw him a touchdown, which I would not bet on either. It's just, it's a really tough situation now um, in Dallas. So, yeah, C.D. Lamb, it hurts, but I'd, I'd consider uh, just even putting him on my bench even more so than just, like, putting him in my wide receiver three spot or something. Just maybe say, uh, you got to go, C.D. C.D.'s nuts. If got him. <laughs> um, yo, got him. Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett better shape the up. Bro, this has been a big, big letdown of a fantasy game for everyone except Mike Williams, honestly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doing battle. nothing. Travis Kelsey doing nothing right now. Bro, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire put Derwin James on his ass. That was crazy. Just fucking that was nice, sticking. though, yeah. Truck yeah. sticked him. Wow. Yeah. Alright, let's uh, let's go to Matt. You're uh, up, bro. Uh, oh, e- yep. off, Easy buddy. bench warmer of the week, man. Um, it, we already mentioned it with tear down, but I think the latter option might, or former option might have a bit of starting, um, upside, but you're not starting Tony Pollard. You're not starting Tony Pollard at all. I think Dalton Schultz is probably the number one pass catching option outside of CD lamb. Um, and lamb, like Mike said, didn't do much with that opportunity in the first place. Uh, Pollard might have a little bit of receiving upside, but he rushed for six yards 
um, or yeah, rushed for six yards on eight rushing attempts. And the Bengals defense stuffed the Steelers rushing attack. Cowboys will be playing from behind against the Bengals because their defense is a little banged up as well. Um, and, you know, th- that's going to be a situation where if they have a lead at all, it's going to be Zeke running the clock out. If they somehow keep up like the Steelers did, it's going to be Zeke controlling the clock. And otherwise, I just don't see the upside of him as a rusher against the Bengals. And it's not going to be a great game script for any Cowboys uh, offensive member. So people that, you know, ran the zero RB route and have Tony Pollard as an RB2 or ran the hero RB route and have him in the flex. That's just somebody that you're going to have to deal with benching and find a replacement for because I don't see anything higher than eight points coming out of that kid. Bro, you guys know everyone just loved uh, – everyone's favorite thing to say is Zeke is cooked. Tony Pollard is is so much better. Imagine if their uh, rushing lines were flipped from last week, how much everyone would be shitting on Zeke and praising Pollard. Like, Zeke ran well. He averaged, what, like six yards per carry or something? And then Tony yeah, Pollard did, ran, what, six that's, times? That's why he wasn't my bench of the week, and I, I think it's kind of just a tear-down thing where he's definitely going to be lower-valued throughout the season and, and put up lower-ceiling numbers. But Pollard, at, at this point, unless Zeke gets hurt, is somebody that you can probably just keep on your bench as a handcuff. Uh, let's go into our next category. This one, much, much nicer. The Diamond in the Rough. Basically, Sleeper. Um I'm going to start with this one. My honorable mention uh, is Samaji Piran. Like I talked about before, he's a deep, deep sleeper. But I think I'm going to go here with DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark is someone that uh, is not getting enough respect out there in the fantasy circles for the game that he had. Now, it wasn't the greatest game on paper. It was only four targets for 65 yards. Um, But with that being said, I'm sorry, 52 yards, not uh, 65 yards. But with that being said, he did catch a touchdown, and that is DJ Chark's game. He's a he's a large body. Uh, he is a guy who can go get the the jump balls. He can go in the red zone. He got the touchdown, and he got 21% target share. I think there's going to be targets to go around in this game with the Lions as, oh, Kelsey gets. Oh, Kelsey just fumbled at the goal line. Nah, man, he was down. He got, you think so? He, he lost him when he got body slammed. Yeah, he got... Slam, yeah, he though. got slammed. That was a that was a message kind of tackle. Slam, bam, mama, jam. So, uh, I think DJ Chark is a guy who uh, sneakily, if he's on, he's only fifty three percent owned in, Ra- in Yahoo. If he go yeah, take like on your waivers and put him on the bench, he'd be a pretty good. You can flex Chark, I think. Yeah, I think he's a play this week if you're desperate. I still think he's the second, third. I mean, especially if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, that's going to open up some targets for the wide receivers. Matt, let's go to you. Who is your diamond in the rough this week? Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Um, I, people consistently just sleep on Tyler Boyd. He's perennially underrated, man. He consistently provides flex-level floors with wide receiver two upside, especially when one of his counterparts are out of the game. And guess what? T. Higgins was limited to all week while in concussion protocol. And then, like, I guess how we highlighted earlier, missed an extra day of practice with personal reasons. Um, even if Higgins does clear, it's definitely on a limited snap share as the Bengals are game planning as if he's already out and Boyd is the number two option. He had seven targets, which was second on the team after Higgins left. Um, four receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Again, we were highlighting that Cowboys defense and and kind of some of the exploitable areas there and that Joe Burrow is going to try and make a statement after five turn or five interceptions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I really like Tyler Boyd's ceiling even as a wide receiver three in that offense. And now that he has wide receiver two volume attached to the game script, uh, I, I'm I'm in on that guy this week. I think he's going to have high, high wide receiver two upside. 
Uh, interesting. Uh, even if Higgins plays? Yeah, absolutely. Because even if Higgins plays, it's certainly on a, uh, a snap limitation. Mm. I mean, he's coming off of maybe no practices and starting or one practice and starting. So there's already been three game scripts that are written with Tyler Boyd as the wide receiver too. But if you're the, if you clear concussion protocol, it's not like you have a, a bum ankle or something. You're just kind of good to go. I don't know. This is a, this is one I'm not super. On I don't, but it's also one of those situations where concussions are so murky, man. And, and guys can like deteriorate their um, linear window of progression when it comes to clearing the protocol and all of a sudden be out or, you know, moments before the game, they, he gets reevaluated. And it's, it's also just one of those things where, T Higgins clearing or not the game plan is set in place with Tyler Boyd as that option and I think he's I think if T Higgins plays it's he'll have a lower target share than Tyler Boyd does I know that's a bold take but I I feel like the Bengals are preparing and smart enough to prepare and have a capable option like it's not like Tyler Boyd is jumping into a role that he's never had before it's something that he's been their wide receiver one Uh, Matt also uh, let's remind the people who is your hat hanger Who's your hat hanging? On the season? On the season. For the season hat hanging episode. Do you remember? Oh, dude. I'm going to tell you that I can't remember. It was T. Higgins. It was T. Higgins. So you you have a guy who is a very big T. Higgins guy who is saying, hey, uh, I think it's Tyler Boyd. So I I think there's there's something to be said about that. Michael. It's late in the evening and I haven't had dinner yet. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? That's another thing to add on to that is I am a guy that, that I love T. Higgins. And. I think he's a perennial wide receiver one in that offense, even with Jamar Chase. But this is a situation where concussions are one of the scarier injuries in the NFL. And you saw how a good example, I think, is Pat Fryermouth's absolute ascension to start him before his concussion in the Steelers and how badly he played for the last half of that season with lingering symptoms. So it's something that I, concussions aren't anything that I take lightly. Um, and with Higgins, like I said, being limited, not practicing, now missing an extra day with only one more day to completely clear protocol and get no practices in, essentially. Like, I highly doubt he practices tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think you can start Tyler Board very, very comfortably, regardless if T. Higgins cracks the lineup or not. You and if T. Higgins cracks the lineup, that just means that he's a player that you must start. You can start Tyler Board and Tyler Boyd. You can start both of those players. Um, right. <laughs> Michael, who who's your sleeper? <laughs> Yeah, my uh, diamond in the rough or sleeper, whatever you want to call it, Tim. You didn't hear. You didn't uh, hear Matt say Matt say Tyler Board. No one heard Matt say Tyler Board instead of. Blue. I didn't. I didn't even mean. Uh, I if I did, sorry. I heard him say. Uh, you know, reason tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Higgins is gonna practice tomorrow. Come on, Michael. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, Zay Jones um, is my guy here. They're going against the uh, the Jaguars. Get the Indianapolis Colts this week. I like just, this one. This one's uh, nice and yeah. juicy. The Colts just I actually picked up Zay Jones in my home league, and I might actually put him in my flex if J.K. Dobbins doesn't play, or maybe even over Dobbins. We'll see how uh, how first game I'm feeling Sunday morning. But look, the Colts just struggled with the Texans, um, and while only Brandon Cooks was really able to produce uh, decent numbers against them through the air, um, they don't really have many threats outside of him. Let's be honest. And while the Jaguars overpaid for weapons this offseason in Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, arguably you could say all that. Um, Christian Kirk played very well in week one, and so did Zay Jones. Dating back to last season when given to the when given the opportunity with Las Vegas, Zay started putting together some solid performances and started looking more like the receivers the Bills wanted him to be when they drafted him in the first round all those years ago. I know draft capital at this point, you could probably throw it out the window, but he did have this type of a uh, 
this type of career in his uh, range of outcomes where he could actually be a helpful wide receiver for a, for a football team. He had a 24% target share in week one. He saw three red zone targets, which was top 10 in the league. He went six for 65 on nine targets. And I, uh, I think all that is a viable outcome again this week for Zay Jones, which would make him a solid flex candidate. And if he finds the end zone into that wide receiver, two, three territory. Michael just talked me into Zay Jones. I didn't think it was possible, but it happened. I just got talked into <laughs> Zay Jones. I'm currently on my rankings right now moving Zay Jones up a tad because of Michael. Good shit, Michael. Well done. Anytime, brother. That was, Anytime. That was, a, good, uh, that was a good argument. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, you're up. Oh, no, Tyler Matt already Rock. went. My Matt bad. I'm up. Tyler Boyd, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I up. like Tyler Boyd. You're right. I'm Start up. Start regardless. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not even up. I already Tim went too. losing it. We're getting into our next one. Tim. Hey, we're on, we're on our one hour and 18 minutes in at the moment. So, uh, hey, not sir, bad. I'm actually me. proud of you guys. You guys are moving at a decent pace. I don't have to Yeah, well, the patrons, when I asked for the Star Sick questions this week, dropped bombs. Oh, boy. Yeah, we have mad star sick questions to answer, so yeah, let's right. let's get to it. Let's start with the streamers okay. first because there's going to be some questions about quarterback play. Uh, who is your first quarterback streamer, Michael? Uh, it's Captain Kirk. Uh, this is an easy one for me. He looked great in week one. He gets a tremendous matchup here now against Philly as well. Um, the, the Vikings threw more than they ran last week despite the fact that they were leading the entire game, which certainly wouldn't have been the case last year. Um, but now with Kevin O'Connell at uh, running the ship you you gotta love it and um yeah i mean i, I expect a a very fun monday night football game and kirk cousins in the past has struggled in these prime time type games but i'm not buying that that narrative um i'm all aboard the kirk cousins train i think he's a solid qb1 this week Ooh, kirk cousins in prime time does tend to shrink i will say that but eh. do you know what's a dan hansis pulled out this stat uh on the around the nfl podcast he said Kirk Cousins, I mean, last year, um, Mac Jones had four games just last year in his rookie season where the opposing sk- team sc- scored seven points or less against them. Last week was only the second time in Kirk Cousins' entire career when the other team scored seven points or less against the team that he was starting for. I think there's something to be said about that, about Kirk Cousins. He tends to get a lot of the blame. The Vikings had an impressive week one, no doubt about that. I like I like uh, the way things are looking in Minnesota. Don't forget, too, Kirk Cousins, the true throw value prince. All right, like he's that. Been, he's been secretly one of the best fantasy quarterbacks over the last two, three years uh, that you can have. All right, let's go into the um, the next one. Matt, who's your QB streamer? Um, Matt Ryan for the Colts, yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz went absolutely nuclear against the Jaguars. The Colts have better weapons, a better offensive line. I think they're going to look to expose one of the NFL's weakest secondaries. Um, and, and again, the, the Jaguars have, like I was talking about in our week one preview, the Jaguars have a sneaky good run defense with Foy Alicoin in the middle. Um, so I, I kind of see the Colts passing a little bit more. And we saw in week one, they had a bit of a higher passing volume than when um, Wentz was there when when Ryan was under the helm, and that was not at the expense of Jonathan Taylor getting a massive workload. So those things can coexist when they turn up the pace a little bit. Um, I think they're going to get up early on the on the Jags, and that's going to be a product of the passing game. Michael Pittman's going to be able to eat. Um, he plays obviously. Um, if he doesn't, you can downgrade Matt Ryan a little bit, but I still think he's entering streamer territory where he's going to finish within the top fifteen quarterbacks for sure. I think I think streamatory 
is what we should call streamer territory from now on. The streamatarium. On. We're just the streamatarium. They're, they're, yeah, he's, he's entering, certainly entering the streamatarium. We're, we're um, entering the streamatarium. Oh, yes. The streamatarium is happening from now on. <laughs> I'm going to actually when write that at, in the when notes. When you look at the matchup. Streamatarium. <laughs> When you look at the matchups across the NFL this week, too, there's not. And the most exciting matchup is turning out to be a Thursday night dud. Um, there, there's not a lot of high over-unders and, and high projected points to come out of this week, two slate. So that's kind of a sneaky game where I think the Colts are actually going to be able to build up a pretty sizable lead and make an impact on a division rival. You know, and the streamatarium is also a great nickname because it's like the streamers are kind of like an aquarium because you are looking at all the fish. You're like, oh, I like that one. But you don't really want to necessarily take them home to be your pet. You just want to look at them for a little while and then just, you know, let them go. There you go. Streamatarium. I might put He's that in the QB. drops. Just putting He's that in QB there. Uh, my, my, my QB that I'm looking at in the streamatarium is Carson Wentz. I think he's going to back up two straight games. I think uh, this Detroit game is going to be, I already said, I think it's going to be, I mean, I said it a hundred times. I think this is going to be a big uh, game in terms of score. And I think that these two offenses are going to go back and forth. I think this is another classic game where you have two decent uh, quarterbacks that both play at a higher level against weaker competition. And these, these defenses are not, you know, on par. Uh, these are below average defenses. So I think that that plays a role. And I think Carson Wentz uh, against the Detroit Lions is going to be my stream of the week. All right, let's get into these tight ends. Matt, why don't you lead us off for the tight ends? I'm going to go with Albert O for the Broncos. Albert O is two plays, two red zone targets, essentially away from having two touchdowns. Um, inches away on multiple occasions, in fact. It's death taxes and starting tight ends against the Houston Texans, man. Uh, mm -hmm. Even Kylan Granson enjoyed a really good week against the Texans um, in their overtime loss or overtime tie, I guess. I'm I'm into Albert O. He he led the tight end room in snap percentage and routes run in in targets as well. And the Broncos were using multiple tight end sets, which we've seen them do often, and it's something that Nathaniel Hackett has done as well. Um, so I, I like Albert O. There, KJ Hamler is probably not going to play. Um, that opens up that third wide receiver role. Uh, Judy and Sutton split things evenly down the middle with Albert O. Getting all of the reserve targets, so he's somebody that I'm feeling pretty good about in that matchup. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like the I like the Texans matchup there for sure. They were the they were the 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 team to play tight ends against last year. Uh, Michael, who's your tight end? Always streamer? are. Yeah. Wow, Herbert just threw a pick six in no, the end zone, hundred yard pick six for Casey. Damn. He threw a line drive and right to Sam. the chest of the Chiefs defender. Oh boy. Oof. Tough one. Dude, is Juju even playing? <laughs> Yo, Matt. It's been a, I hear it's you. Been a, very strange offensive performance by Casey. Awesome. Um, but, Tim, are you and uh, baby Dennis busy on Sunday, or would you guys like to come to the streamatarium with me? Um, <laughs> I could interest you in a little bit of Tyler Higby Ooh, of the Los Angeles Rams. I like to look a little Bro, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby is not getting nearly as much love as he should get for the tight end position the way it is because, look, he only went 5 for 39 in week one, but he played 94% of the snaps and had a 27% target share. This guy saw 11 targets. You guys know how I feel about Allen Robinson's bum-ass self. Um, Van <laughs> Jefferson remains out, so Ben Skowernick isn't really a serious threat. That leaves Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, and that's basically what it was week one. Um, so I think Tyler Higby's being uh, slept on quite a bit. Um, here against the Atlanta Falcons, could, uh, could find the end zone, catch five, six balls, and have himself a streamatorium worthy game. 
maybe Speak he gets maybe he gets brought back to the streamatorium because so many so many of the uh the fans liked him so much you know because you know the zoos excuse me the aquariums they have to change fish every now and then if people lose interest but that's true he's maybe he'll be a a recommended return for the streamatorium he was he was very popular there in 2019 He's very good. He was, he was very popular there. Um, I will say this, Don't too. call it a bounce back. My original streamer was going to be Gerald Everett. Then Michael reminded me you can't call someone on the Thursday night game, so I had to switch it. Um, and Herbert's throw was targeting Gerald Everett in the red zone. That would have been a touchdown. That's unfortunate uh, for that call. All right, let's get into the Patreon start sits of the week. I will tell you one thing. One of the start sit questions involved Mike Williams and uh, some other guys. We're going to get into the other guys uh, later. Mike Will made it. But I was like, yo, you need to start Mike Williams. Don't think about it twice. Start Mike Williams. And I'm, I'm glad I gave that advice. So yeah, uh, he's that, a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, that was a that was a good piece of advice by your boy. All right. Let's get into this. Kamara or Hunt half PPR. I know this is uh, off. I, I think I might lean Hunt here. And I think that it, my my rankings right now don't show it, uh, but I think I might lean Hunt here. Uh, am I am I going a little crazy? Am I a little am I a little Hunt happy? I'd go Kamara. Hunt is still a guy who's going to get fifty ish percent of carries. I'd I'd still go Kamara. What do you think? But man? I understand the appeal. Yeah, it's it's closer than I'm comfortable with, even. Um, but. Yeah, it, it's it's Alvin. I'm yeah. gonna lean a little Alvin. You know, Alvin uh, Kamara right now for me. Is, Alvin, I mean, that one's tough. That one's tough. I'm on, tough. I'm very much on the fence there, but I'm I'm going with the guy that you know is the number one. There could be a little bit of you know Nick Chubb seeing 35 carries and and Kareem Hunt not being needed. That was uh right now. I got Alvin Kamara at 12, Kareem Hunt at 15. But I just, I just, yeah, it's very close. My, my heart says Kareem Hunt, even though my rankings don't. I know that's a little, uh, backwards, but my heart says Kareem Hunt. Um, that was, by the way, for Jake from IT hitting that one. All right. Great. The bearded bastard and Kai, TJ, uh, both have the same question, basically. That's fun. Trey Lance or Kirk Cousins? Uh huh. So we just talked about how we like Kirk Cousins. I, I think you guys know I picked. I picked Trey Lance to be the tier above, so I, I'm going with Trey Lance personally here, but I think it's a close call. I think that uh, there's there's arguments to be made for both sides, but I think that uh, I actually right now I have Trey Lance QB8 in my rankings and Kirk Cousins QB9, so literally back-to-back. Um, but I would just a slight edge uh, to Trey Lance. How are you guys feeling about it? I'm going to start Kirk Cousins here. I, it was my matchup of the week to target. I want... Every single one of those players, I'm going to feel comfortable starting, even Devontae Smith after the zero reception game. Uh, I, I feel really good about Kirk Cousins against the Eagles, and I think the Eagles can keep score with the Vikings where the Packers couldn't. Matt, who would you start, Kirk Cousins or Tom Brady? Kirk. Against the Saints, Kirk. Tom's 0-4 against the Saints in the regular season. Yeah, he's struggled against the Saints in the past. I, I, I'd go. Uh, you guys may have, may, may have, may or may not have helped me with a start to decision in the Dynasty League that I play with in Matt, with Matt. 
Uh, uh, you know, just just me or me. Cousins, Sweet. cousins over at Lance as well this week. Let's, let's, also, I'd man, like that Michael Thomas trade is only getting more expensive now. You should have accepted when you could have. I was giving you a deal. Man, I, I still, I'm still standing strong. I like Traylon Burks' prospects. I like Rashad Bateman's prospects. I'm not big on Michael Pittman. Still, Michael Pittman. Oh yeah, Michael Pittman. Not big on a 13 target, 130 yard touchdown performance. I, I'm big on Michael wide Pittman. Wide receiver five overall I, in I, dynasty. I'm big. Fine. I'm big on Michael Pittman this year. I don't know who his quarterback's going to be next year. I I, I don't know if he, Matt Ryan. Seemingly I, I doesn't matter because does. it's been Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan for two seasons, and he's an absolute stud. And he was and he was thirtieth in points per game last year. Please miss miss me with this, okay? Trying to get me to to trade. I don't when, know where you get your stats. Your own time, <laughs> Michael. Tw- Michael, I get my stats from Michael. Twenty ninth in points per game last year. All right. Um, this is an interesting one. Kenny McDuff, Aaron Jones, or AJ Dillon PPR. For me, I think this is an easy one. I think I'm sticking with AJ. I'm, I'm riding with Jones, man. I think that that was a, a one-off game that just was a new team trying to adjust without Alan Lazard. I think if Alan Lazard comes back, again, that's going to open up a little bit too for for Jones because there's going to be another option that teams don't have to to really like lock in on. I, it's close. This is a more of a 50-50 split than I'd like to see, to be honest. But um, I'm going with Jones. How Jones you guys feel? Jones has had some monster performances against Chicago in the past. Um, he seems to thrive when playing against them. I'd go Jones over Dylan as well. I still want to see Dylan outscore Aaron Jones in a game that's close for once. Every time AJ Dillon outscores Aaron Jones, it's a game that they either blow out the other team or they get blown out themselves. I want to see what happens when they play in a game that isn't one of the two. Guys, Chris Jones trying to play like he wants Defensive Player of the Year. This guy is a fucking animal the first two games of the season. Just made a big stop on three and two. Uh, what, how are you feeling about it, uh, Dylan or, or Jones, Matt? I'm, I might get contrarian here. I'm almost leaning A.J. Dillon. Almost leaning A.J. Dillon. I want to start both of them. Can I say that? Can I say that? You Can can't. I say that I want to start both of them? That's not nah, why we get paid nah, the big nah, bucks nah. here, Matt. Damn it, man. Right? That's not why we're right. changing the rules. I mean, you're going to you're going to feel a lot more confident starting Aaron Jones, I think. The pass catching work is there. Um it's going to be a way better game script. Hopefully that that Chicago defense didn't look great against San Francisco even in the muck. Um it was just a terrible game script in general, but there were a lot of you know mistakes on both sides there. So yeah, I think the Packers have the Bears numbers. It's definitely a bounce-back narrative to you. Aaron Rodgers owns that franchise. Um, so, yeah, let's go with the familiarity. Let's go Aaron Jones. Um, but it's it's real close, man. And A.J. Dillon's going to be one touchdown away from doing exactly what Mike just asked for. Uh, Jake from IT, this one is a little bit different. One. This one's a little bit of a deeper question. They need to start to Penny, Gainwell, Dobbins, half PPR. Penny and Dobbins. That Penny and Dobbins. Yep. I think fairly That's easily. pretty easy there. All right. And I, I mean, I'm a Gainwell guy, but it's a garbage time thing. And I was right about that call uh, in week one. It's definitely, he, he's the garbage time hero for that team outside of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Piz243 says Rashad Bateman, Chase Edmonds, or Allen Robinson full in the flex, full PPR. So Bateman, Edmonds, Oof. Robinson. Michael, I know you have the Edmonds. I think we're we're both, all three of us were will be out on Robinson of the three. I'd be out on Robinson of the three. I don't know yep, how Matt feels. I agree. But, I agree. Yeah. He's he's somebody that I'm I'm feeling real shaky about and dropping down in my rankings until further notice. Um, Miami, even here, good, se- I, good secondary I, Miami. 
Yeah, Xavier Howard is is no joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually do think that Bateman's going to get a, a bit of different looks on mm. on coverages there. Maybe um, Allen Robinson is the answer here. It, it, the answer, no, the answer oh, for man. me is Chase Edmonds. It, it's I Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah. I think it's going to be. <sighs> I, I think I said oh. this in the week one preview too, with a very similar question when it came to Chase Edmonds. Um, in the rushing work just kind of wasn't there. I mean, the volume was, but the output wasn't. But it, it's a similar yardage total. Um, but you get the reception premium with the running back and uh, probably higher touchdown upside um let's go he then he had another question that says michael carter Brees slash Brees hall or drake london full ppr i don't really know what that means michael, michael carter Brees hall or drake london well he put michael carter slash Brees hall so uh, i guess he means michael carter or Brees hall or drake london full ppr yeah. it's against um, the browns the jets are against the browns i yeah Hard to Drake London gets the um gets the Rams. Jalen Ramsey. Unless Jalen Ramsey lines up against Kyle Pitts. I mean Jalen Ramsey's gonna line up against everyone. He's not really a a shadow corner. It's he's a left side of the field corner. He just takes one side of the field. It doesn't matter who's on the formation. He doesn't follow that. I kinda lean Drake London here. I'm not. I'm not against that either. I would lean Drake London, and I would actually lean Brees Hall over Michael Carter if that was a dual question option. I think that I, of the of the three, I'm going to go with Brees Hall. I think that. Look, we haven't seen the explosion yet, but I think it's there. And I and the Browns are an overrated rush defense. They're they're good at they're good at stopping the. I mean, they're good at getting to the quarterback, but their rush defense is vulnerable. I don't think it's a is as good as people think that it is. So. I I think I'd go with Brees Hall of those of those. All right, Kai TJ says Renfro Renfro Hall or J Jeff for flex half PPR. That has to be a, a mistake. Yeah, so let's go with Renfro or Hall. He has to be talking about a different J Jeff that we're blanking on or something, but it's not just Jamar Jefferson. Uh, that would be the only like. No, nah, no way. Um, um, but I I'd go Hall there. He says J Jeff. He says Miles Sanders or J Jeff again. I mean, start J. Jeff at all costs if we're talking about the same J. Jeff. Yeah. Or yeah. Otherwise, if it's not him, then maybe don't he means start Jeff Jamar Wilson Jefferson or something. Maybe know. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson would be a, a more would make a lot more sense. Yeah. one. So let's talk about yeah. it. So Renfro Hall or Let, let's do some assumptions here. Renfro Hall or Jeff Wilson? I'd go Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall over those two. I think I lean Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff Wilson is gonna get. I, I like I said. I don't think he's gonna play great, but I think Jeff Wilson could get a, a rushing TD. He's still a starting running back. He'll he'll touch the ball ten to fifteen times. Um, I think I'm. This is gonna be a game where the Niners, I think, are gonna really put a hurt in. Um, yeah, I think Wilson as long as Flacco is the quarterback, I, I want Brees Hall. And I mean, obviously, that Week One performance was a little lackluster for the volume that we saw. Um, yeah, you're right. Renfro, I, I would be, I would be a little more on the fence about. Like, I, I mean, I, I think Renfro is closer to Jeff Wilson than Brees Hall is, and I might even lean, like, I would lean Wilson there for sure. Um, that one's tougher. I think Brees Hall, though, I'm a high on Brees Hall, man, and I feel good about him with the volume that he got. Corey Davis or Tyler I think Boyd? Those rushing splits are just going to be closer. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. AJ Dillon or Pollard? AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. Miles yep. Sanders or, or Jeff Wilson? <clears throat> I'm going to go Miles Sanders there. Sanders. Sanders. All right, let's go to Izzy. Izzy says, A-Rob, Jeff Wilson, Brees Hall, full PPR. Kind of the same guys that we're talking about here. 
full PPR. I think yeah. I think you mentioned that. I think as long as Joe Flacco's the quarterback, uh, you can have confidence in Brees here, Hall catching a few passes. Here, I think uh, A. Rob does have some appeal, but I, I do lean Brees Hall a little bit. Yeah, that's not biased too. To let everybody know, I'm not a Jets fan. So, <laughs> and you're saying Brees Hall? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, we're taking we're taking Wilson over Hall. I, I think in that situation, if you had an open flex spot where Robinson and Wilson are filling the flex, and your RB one or RB two rather is is Wilson or Hall, then I would start Wilson and Hall there um, over Robinson any day. All right. So Izzy also has to start two wide. Re- I uh, start one wide receiver, two flex. Now he has Devonte Adams here, so I'm going to take away the wide receiver. Yeah, there's a wide receiver. So two yeah. flexes out of Amari Cooper, Jahan Dotson, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. I'd go the running backs. Yeah, Jacobs both and running Sanders. backs. I think yep. I'd I'd go Sanders. Uh, Jacobs is safer, but Dotson is more sexy. If you want to, if you want to ride the Dotson train, but then you might be chasing points. Yeah, the the smart yeah. the smart answer is Jacob Sanders. Um, let's I'd like go to, to see Dotson do it again or get some more yep. targets. Rune says Elijah Moore or Chase Edmonds, half PPR. Edmonds. Ooh. Yeah, I got to go Edmonds here. Uh, you know I love me some Elijah Moore, but you, you guys, I, I mean, he was my tear breaker up. I like Chase Edmonds. We time. all love Elijah Moore. Yeah, but it, I, I feel good about Chase Edmonds' matchup. Uh, let's go to the next question is Rune again. Drake London, Rashad Penny, or Elijah Moore? Full PPR. I'm going Rashad Penny. Full PPR. I'm going Elijah Moore. Yeah, full PPR. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Elijah Moore as well, with Penny as the tiebreaker and London being the third tier. Slater. I'd go, I'd go more London, Penny. In PPR, I'm not going to go with Penny. Uh, Slater says Would you rather stash Dak? Prescott on your IR or Gus Edwards on your IR? Dak. Jameson Williams. <laughs> Dak and even Dak even in one QB leagues. Really even in one QB league? Yeah, he's he's, he's ceiling see. so high. If you have an IR, if you have an IR spot open and it's Gus Edwards or Dak Prescott, then yes. Yeah, I'm with Matt. Yeah, agreed. But if Jameson Williams is available, I'd just do that. Chasen I'm not against that either. <laughs> Chasen seventy seven says Juju. Well, he's out. Penny or Henderson, half PPR. I think I'm gonna lean Henderson. Hendo. Hendo, yeah, I got I got Hendo Henderson. Yeah, I got Henderson a little bit higher than the consensus right now. I think he's somewhere around. As my my computer's taking forever to load. He's a. I have my wide receiver twenty right now, so I like him. RB twenty. RB twenty. Yeah, I like I like him this week. I have my RB. I think that's a good ranking too. Yeah. All right, Lenny, Aminra, Hunt. Full PPR. Oh man, that is choose a, one. Yeah, right. That is a tough fucking assignment. I mean, it has to be Lenny, but not uh. playing Aminra. Who are your wide receivers to not play Aminra at this point? And who are your running backs to also not play Hunt? You got to have like two top ten running backs at this point with with the Hunt matchup that's going on, especially because of how I'm feeling about Hunt. I can't stop. I can't stop recommending him. He's my he's my he's my son at this point. Uh, yeah, Hunt I don't know. Stop, won't stop. I guess you have to go with Leonard Fournette, but it, it's it's not the best matchup. I mean, maybe there's like an eight person league. Maybe I'm taking the chance and going with Amon Ra here. Like this is this is a tough one. This, this, all, all three of them are great plays. Go with your gut. Mm-hmm. Fireball ring. Patterson, Woods, Ayuk, half Patterson. PPR. Now this is a good one. Pat Cordero. Yeah, that one's Cordero. easy. Okay. Well, Patterson. Oh shit! Justin Herbert's down. 
No, he's not. Uh oh. Oh no. Let's see. Say he it went ain't down so. hard and hit his. No, he didn't hit his head. I thought maybe concussion. I think oh. it looks like wind taken out of him type hit. I don't see any real uh injury unless it's a rib injury. Guys, Gerald Everett, by the way, is oh fucking, boy. Oh, he's holding his fucking ribs. Yeah. Gerald Everett is looking mighty fine today. Yeah. Six for seventy one, yeah. Oh no. Who's oh. their backup? Chase Daniel, the GOAT backup, making tons and tons of millions of dollars doing absolutely nothing. About to make like his hundred fiftieth throw of all time. Oh my goodness. Please don't be hurt, Justin Herbert. It's just that would not be good super lame. It's not good for the NFL in general. Like he's one of the yeah, be super lame. young stars. It doesn't look like anything happened that would break a rib though. But it doesn't it also doesn't look like anything that would happen that would take his the air out of his out of his tails either. Who knows, but carry oh. on. All right. Let's um let's go. Oh man, this is uh this is like I'm like sad right now. All right. Mullen 1031 says Judy, Elijah Moore. Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, pick two. This is the one where it's like, okay. Williams and Thomas. Will, well, obviously Williams, Williams. Williams is in. Judy, Elijah going, Moore, Michael Thomas. I'm going Michael Thomas after what Michael we saw Thomas. last week out of him. Yep. Okay, yeah, I agree with you guys. This is a, this is a tough one. Though. He's never been anything but a wide receiver one. He was a wide receiver one again on that's just an unknown limited snap count, two touchdowns, second in targets. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's Mike Thomas. He's wondering. back. Uh, Matt is a Saints fan. Here's <laughs> here's an interesting one. Uh, Giancarlo, Mar- Gian, Gian, uh, Gianluca Carlo, Giancarlo uh, Luca uh, <laughs> says inside joke. Inside joke. Uh, Hollywood, st- Hollywood. Oh, he says, would you start Juju over any of these guys? Oh no, forget it. All right, need an RB nope. and a flex. Options are Antonio Gibson, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Amon Ross, St. Brown, or Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, Gary, how'd you put this team together? Gary, jeez, dude. I mean, I feel like it has oh. to be Amon Ra. Is it PPR? I don't know. In PPR, Amon Ra. Otherwise, in half, I think honestly, Camaro. Antonio Gibson is like a must start this week for me. Really? Yeah, I think I have to commit. Oh man, I, 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 I'm gonna tell you how my rankings play out because I, I actually have Gibson one spot ahead of Kamara. I have Gibson ten. I have Kamara twelve. So I have them I very have him close. eleven and twelve, and I have them very close to each other. I, uh, I have them both in the top 12 this this week as well, but a, a little edge to Kamara there, also back-to-back. So that's a go-with-your-gut one. Obviously, the Saints fan's going to give a little edge to his boy if he's getting the work that we anticipate. Um, Amon Ra for me is... I don't, is, I don't feel bad about Gibson. Amon Ra almost, I think, would edge Kamara in, in PPR leagues. He, he's wide receiver 15 for me, Michael. Where is he at He's must start at this point, Amon Ra. Where is yeah, he at it, There's nothing we can do about it, man. Yeah, Eight catches, 10, res- like, 10 targets. Um, I got Amon wide receiver 13. Yeah, you know, I just moved him up to 13 as well over Cortland Sutton and Terry McLaurin. Justin Herbert took one playoff. I think it was a win knockout of him type of situation. Oh, yes. Good, good. Fantastic news. All right. uh, I think that's it for we just that was our longest segment by far. I I told you that was going to happen. All right, Michael, you're going to put up pull up the slightly ball division. Get your phone ready. I'm going to pull up the ball division. This is the unlimited league. We're going to talk about what happened last week in our unlimited league, our favorite league of all time, the craziest league of all time. Uh, I'll tell you, I took a W last week. Right now, uh, the standings in the league look like Hertz Alerts, Hertz Alerts at Eagle 2080 um, put up 151 points in first place, followed by Flexi Rexy, a.k.a. Brodo Tim. Uh, AQ Cactus in third with 133 points. 
Can you dig it? The Bodega Prince himself, Big Will, 123. Uh, Mullen, who we just got a question for, he's in fifth place uh, with 112. And uh, rounding out the 100 yard, 100 uh, point scorers, Trenton with 103 points uh, is in sixth place. And Piz, 243, is in seventh place with 101.7. So a little low scores. It was a little bit of a low-scoring affair last year last week in general uh michael who how's the standings looking like in the uh in the slightly balding divisions uh in the top for people who scored over 100 yeah in the slightly balding division i unfortunately lost by five points so i took an l in week one one of the uh few losses you hear michael's cocky ass voice sounding so surprised (laughs) that he lost the game in first place i i actually took a l In first place is Hertz Alerts. Um, Second place, Team KV from BK. Three is uh, Jovid19. That's a pretty funny name. Four is yours truly, PsychWardFF over here. Mr. Matt got a win in in, uh, week one. Team Drip C is in fifth with the win. Team Thanks Zeke is in sixth with the win. And then uh, every single team except the bottom three went over 100 this year. So shout out to... uh, Alexander the Great, the back-to-back champ um, of the Brodo Dynasty League, not even putting up a hundred points week one. Let's see if he could. Uh, let's see if he see if he could bounce back. Yeah, the, I, this is one of my favorite leagues, man, because I actually went true zero running backs. I have two super flex quarterbacks oh, and then Clyde nothing Edwards, but wide receivers. I'm sorry, Claude Edwards Hilaire just broke off a big one, but there's a flag. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, Matt. My bad. Go ahead, sir. Sorry for cutting you off. I, I mean, that was it. I, I love the zero RB strategy in regular redraft leagues. So being able to truly do it and draft no running backs at all. I have an entire lineup of just wide receivers and quarterbacks. That's pretty fun. I almost yeah, did that win and have it proven as a, like a decent strategy is, is I'll tell you this, the, uh, I'm going to give you the lineup for the, uh, the first place team last week, um, went not zero RB, but the, uh, the hero RB route starting lineup of Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Elijah Mitchell, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, and Cole Komet. What is so, what so is carried, uh, so carried by Mahomes and Wentz's ridiculous? Yeah, and Saquon went in. Oh yeah, yeah, Saquon went question, all the way in, bro. RB one. Question for you guys: Hero RB. What does that really mean? I'm not really. I don't really follow enough. Like, do you know what I noticed today? Like, I don't seesaw really. Running back. I don't take any. Hero RB is seesaw it's, running it's back. Seesaw essentially, yeah. Like early it w- would mean like, or hero would mean one running back in the first two rounds, and then like JT Swift probably Buckley. not another running back until the Corderell Patterson range. I mean, it's what I did not. in our league, Tim. I started with Joe Mixon. It's how I draft the vast majority of my leagues, and then I got Dobbins and Patterson in rounds like eight and ten. Can't believe, exactly. home league. Yeah. can't believe they let you get Dobbins that late. So it's such a fucking stupid ass, stupid ass. You got you let me get Dobbins that late in a dynasty league. So I mean, people just undervalue J.K. Man, he's I mean, hurt. I mean, my dynasty it's league, a, I was ag- I was aggressive. I was aggressive. I traded up in a in a six point six point touchdown super flex for Dak. Well, I'm regretting that now. I mean, Tim, everyone said. These trades were dumb. You're not going to win, and your team's going to suck in two years, except you. And it's already crumbling after week one. That, that, that's a that's a complete that's a complete lie. Because you that's guys are like Tim. Fact. You sold nope. out for a. That's one hundred percent what I said. You. That's what that's what Matt said. That's what. All right. That, all right that's Johnny. what you three haters say. That's what the th- so that's Johnny what the haters said. say. Johnny thinks his team is good. A- so whatever Johnny <laughs> thinks, I'm going around the opposite way. 
All right, don't get me started on Johnny. All right, tell me, Tim. Look, you guys are like, oh, Tim sold out for a win now team, bro. I have Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Ceedee Lamb, and Brees Hall. What is what is win now about those three players? None of they're going to be on my team for the next five seasons, at minimum. Anyway, with that being said, let's go into the top matchups uh, in the league. Uh, The matchups that are uh, projected the most points uh, right now. We have. A good matchup, a close matchup here. We got Team Piz 243 versus Stairway to Evans at Alex FS. Uh, on the side, we already got Mike Williams giving him a 25-point advantage, so 131. Mike Williams, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook, Tony Pollard, Dawson Knox, Christian Kirk, and his super flexes, and this is why his, his lineup is so strong, his super flexes, Tua and Naheem Hines. Got, that, that was a, a, hard, uh, a hard end. Stairway to Evans is Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Pat Fryermuth, Hunter uh, Hayden Hurst, Tom Brady, and Kirk Cousins. I think I'm giving the edge here to Stairway to Evans. How are you feeling about this game, guys? Stairway to Evans. I think I agree with you. They got good it's teams. Hard to stay, it's hard good to say much. Those, those are both good matchups. Yeah. Michael, what about a matchup in your league that's uh there's no weak teams a, in these leagues, man. As a top scoring. Yeah, they're the, well, I mean, or or they're all weak. Because it's a sixteen team uh, league. We got one that stands out in total points. Uh team K V from BK versus uh Gringo um in our in our league. Um Team K V has Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Jerry Judy, Cordell Patterson. Tony Pollard, Brandon Ayuk, Josh Allen, and Derek Carr. It's a very strong team. I'll give him that. It's a good draft. And then uh, Gringo has Javante Williams, DJ Moore, Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm definitely leaning uh, Team KV from this one. Yeah, KB all the way. Yep. Definitely. Sorry. <laughs> KV, uh, you're going to get snuffed. KV is the man one, for me. One last week. This is actually Kev, Tim. I know. Yeah, I, the, I knew that because his his initials are KV and he's from BK, so from it like BK. really makes a lot of sense. Nah, he's from he's from Queens. Don't let him tell you any differently. But um, that's a strange name then. But uh, yeah, I think his team is a. Uh, I'm projected to win by about ten points currently, despite Juju Smith Schuster totaling four points. He just got another reception, man. It's okay. He has four half PPR points now. But um, <sighs> otherwise, yeah, uh, the first place team is currently on pace to lose. He only has 12 and a half from Travis Kelsey and 19 from Mahomes. Um, and the counterpart has 17 from Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who is on an absolute tear to start the season. Very good. First two weeks for CH. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's, all right. I, I think that's, uh, that's how we're going to end the, the program, uh, about one fifty one two hours. I think you can, uh, we can count on a two hour episode every week. If we keep it in this one, I don't, I don't know how we get any shorter than we we did as best we could in this one. Uh, Michael, where can they find you? At Broad FF Mike. Matt. At Psychward FF on all social media platforms. At Broad FF Casanova. At Broad FF Tim. You could also find uh, at Broad FF Jason. You dumb fuck. Uh, at, oh, my bad. Jeez, that was a, that's a, that's a, that's <laughs> that a was way. rough. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a that's a way to greet your older brother <laughs> and, and business partner. Jeez. Um, the co-host, like, what the hell, man? Like, now, now my feelings are hurt. You're I'm just, gonna, you're naming I'm gonna these things. Stay, as if any of those titles mean anything to me. I'm gonna stay on the air now nah, just I'm to being, piss you I'm off. Being, I'm being too mean. Right now, now, now I'm just gonna, you, now I'm just gonna just stay here just so you can not, you can have to be here too. 
All right, I I could just have a conversation with Matt, like you know we typically do after after we finish our. All right, have a go ahead, go ahead and have look. your conversation while I, right, while I tell the people um, about at Brodo Fantasy on oh. Twitter at FF app. Uh, <laughs> F, no FF by Brodo at FF app at Brodo Fantasy. If you want to send us an email, in case you were just wanting to email us, that's our email. Go check Mail us time. Out. Go check us out on email. Says guy from 1944, 1994. I meant. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm actually not gonna stay on. Um, yo, Matt, can I ask you a question? Yep. It's it's kind of a personal question. I'm just no. I just want you Uh-oh. to know about it. What are your thoughts on fish sticks? <laughs> Fuck fish sticks, dude. 